Hi, I'm Sade. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 163 of Shades of Brown. And this week, it's, it's, uh, it's a special episode. It's special for a couple of reasons. So, the last time we had a third person on the podcast was when we talked about Kingdom Hearts. And I actually feel it's fitting to have this person on the podcast while we're talking <laughs> about E3 to follow that lineage of Tetsuya Nomura bullshit. So this week, we have Mint with us. Please introduce yourself to these people. Hello, hello. Uh, I'm Mint. Uh, I talk about video games a lot. I write. Um, started making music a little bit ago, so that's fun. Uh, I think uh, I made a green-haired OC, and now I'm like banned from <laughs> a social media website. Uh, <laughs> speed <laughs> being spoken of <laughs> so that's probably my biggest claim to fame at this point <laughs> i mean i'm jealous i've been trying to get banned for years from there and they still keep me on for some fucking reason they literally I... <laughs> my buddy was just like yeah they said you're, they're not allowed to talk about you there anymore and i was like damn that's kind of cool though <laughs> sorry i realized it's messy as hell but i was like uh, yeah no that's 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 sick how often are you like history <laughs> like a, a scary story on a on a website so oh my god one day in the future and um static i'm about to say some problematic shit but don't stop me but one day in the future someone's gonna pull out like a book of history of bullshit on these websites and it's gonna be like <laughs> chapter one which is town chapter two the mint saga <laughs> oh no the second volume yeah. <laughs> all right all right i'm happy to be uh, here um, yeah, so you could say, though, that this this week's episode, it's going to be a Black Mastodon instance, because we're talking about E3 2021. That joke did not work at that all. That did not but, work at all. Okay, well, we're going to be gonna edited go, out of the podcast. We're going to go right past it. Uh, we're going we're gonna to start with uh, E3. So E3 happened, uh, well, it did, I guess, virtually. Uh, Keely talked into the microphone for too long and talked about brands. Uh, but... We're gonna start you know, honestly, these. speaking about Keeley, where's the Schick Hydrobot? Come on. He didn't bring it back this year. Remember from the Game Awards? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, the Hydrobot <laughs> and, and Frankie Ward were the best parts of that, of that show. <laughs> uh, so Xbox happened. Xbox happened. Xbox keynote happened. No, we didn't have a new Xbox. Uh, that's, that's not, that's not happening. I mean, we shouldn't call it the Xbox keynote. We should really call it the Game Pass show. That's, that, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's literally show. what it was. <laughs> I'm surprised there was so little of, uh, what's his name? Mr. Skyrim, man. They, they, they were merciful. Yeah. That was just like at the beginning. He was like, here's, um, Starfield, which is totally real. And then he disappeared. I expected him to be there the whole show. I, I think Todd Howard, like the last time Todd Howard was on stage, he announced Fallout 76 and you know, you know how that turned out. So, <laughs> Honestly I, though, one of the best <laughs> things about Microsoft buying Bethesda is that Xbox PR has a pretty good strategy where it's called let the executives shut the fuck up for only 10 minutes of any showcase, right? Like if you look at like last year's E3, Phil Spencer comes out at the beginning and the end and it's nothing else but trailers. And honestly, it was worth 10 billion or however, however much Microsoft spent to get Todd Howard to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was actually something I said as as we were watching. I was just like, wow, they're literally just they're just showing a trailer, showing a trailer, showing a trailer. Somebody talks for like maybe sixty seconds max, and then another trailer. Um, the less that I have to see, like you're behind the scenes. No disrespect to the people who make these games, but like you don't have anything interesting to say besides we love working on this game. We absolutely don't 
hate having to be here 16 hours a day to work on it. And it's like, <laughs> you're lying to us. So, yeah. I, so I, I think the biggest sort of uh, through line through the Xbox or rather the Microsoft keynote is, is Games Pass, right? And Games Pass also means uh, the streaming service, the game streaming service. Um, it's not called xCloud, actually, apparently. It's uh, it's called, what is it called? Microsoft? Uh, um, Windows Phone 7 Series is what it's called, I think. No, but in, in our hearts, it's always going to be called xCloud. Microsoft has bad names. I think it is Xbox Game Pass Ultimate with cloud streaming capabilities is the official name if you look on their website. Which it doesn't is garbage, actually, so weird. it's not just xCloud? It's, oh, wow, it, I'm looking, it's just cloud gaming with Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, like, Microsoft has never been good at names, and That's X-Cloud, not a name. That's not a name. <laughs> that's not a name at all. That's <laughs> just, that's just a phrase. So I, I'm just gonna call it xCloud, because everybody knows what xCloud is. So xCloud, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they announced a Xbox TV app, uh, and, uh, xcloud streaming stick like you plug it into your tv and you use a controller with it and it streams games right so you know we don't have the time to really go deep on the streaming stick but i have so many questions about it does it run windows does it run android like what what is the developer story for it right like we literally do not have the time for it but there's at one point in time i am going to force you to spend half an hour with me talking about the deep dive on the software stack for this yeah we're we're we're, it's gonna happen when you're talking about windows 11 but yes, uh, so the first game, I think, Starfield. How are we all feeling about Starfield? Uh, I, I, I don't know how to feel because I don't, I feel like I haven't actually seen. Any- yeah, it's funny because a lot of the time for me, like half of the time, I'm like, please just show us a title card of like the game that you're working on, like so that we know that it's being built. But the other half of me is like, I don't want to see game footage that isn't actually game footage, which Starfield, that's kind of, Starfield was the first and now it's the second. It was just, it's like, yeah, like, cool, yeah, it looks pretty, which I was expecting, but we still don't know how it plays. Is it just Skyrim in space? What's being done differently? Is it still on the same engine they've been using for 400 years? I hope not. I hope not, because <laughs> that, that engine No, it's is- on a new engine. They said it's on the creation engine, too. Oh, really? So this it's, like, rebuilt from the ground up, not just, like, skeleton patched. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Fallout 76 was the last game on the old engine, and this is a completely separate one. They probably sh- should have used this one for Fallout 76, but okay, you know, whatever, hindsight is 2020. Um, yeah, I don't know, there's nothing there. Um, I don't know if, like, it, yeah, it looks pretty, and we have a release date, so I'm sure we'll see more soon, but as far as I care, it doesn't exist until we see footage. Right, yeah, it, it just sort of feels like the not- like another teaser trailer, and it's like, it just I mean, it looks pretty. The t- it was it had a lot of pretty graphics and reflections. Uh, so it, it looked it's it nice CGI trailer or whatever. But you know, uh, we don't know anything. Honestly, I think this game announcement just served to prove that yes, it's going to be an Xbox and PC exclusive. Like, I actually I think that's the only reason why they showed it off here because there's so much like in Games Blog and like on Reset Era, people were like, oh. Is, is Microsoft did Microsoft ten, spend ten billion dollars to only to put them on PlayStation? It's like no, why would they? <laughs> I mean, even though it'd probably be cool, right? Obviously, it'd be more multi-plat, but I think mostly it was just to get people to realize, like, yeah, it turns out if you spend ten billion dollars on a company, you in fact will make it exclusive to your platforms. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, like I I agree, and I also because like especially because E three is like uh, this is gonna sound super gatekeepy, but like it's like normie time. 
Like people who don't normally care about video games know about E3. And if you put that in the first five minutes, then like next year, most more people aren't going to go to look for a Starfield on, on the shelf at Walmart or whatever during the holidays. And they're like, why isn't it on PS5 too? Right. So it is, it's like clever PR strategy, right? Like you just put it up front. Yeah. That, that the Microsoft is good at PR. Uh, Stalker 2 uh, is, is, is a game that's happening, uh, which, you know, it's the thing is, uh, Stalker is one of those games that, uh, as a person who plays first person shooters, I've always heard, like, it's sort of like a cult classic on PC, right? Like, it is one of those, like, everybody, like, R- Rob Zach and he gets in his feelings about kind of game, you know? Uh, <laughs> like, he really, like, it's, it's one of those games that are, like, really beloved because of its atmosphere and its, like, design and, like, the way the game plays and everything. I'm, but I've never actually been able to play. I, I'm, I'm, a little too young for Stalker, I think. Uh, or rather, I just never, like, got around to playing it. By the time, like, I heard about it, it was, like, it felt too rough to actually play. Uh, but I'm glad there is a Stalker 2 coming, because I'm curious to actually play this. It, the footage, um, they, it looked like a bog-standard first-person shooter at first, and then it got interesting. Uh, it, it kind of, like it front loaded the shooting part, which I didn't think was the part that actually looked interesting. So I, I, I don't know. It's still E three though. They got it. They, if if they don't open with some bang bang McShooty, then people are just gonna <laughs> log off. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, just uh, like how do you like? I have you like this is like a very like in the Metro vase series of games, the Metro Exit. Well, it's not in the Metro. It's more like this Stalker is what Metro offshooted from, right? Like the. The devs from the original Stalker founded 4A to do their own thing. Um, I don't know. Some So, like, my problem with these sorts of games is I feel like the on-ramp is not there. At least I'll use Metro as an example. And I've heard a little bit. I think, did the Stalker have an Xbox port? Uh, I feel like I played it on the original Xbox, like the 3. I, Metro, Metro 2033 is Did, did any of the th- Stalker games ever have an Xbox port? Those were all Windows. I'm pretty sure they're all Windows. Okay, so yeah, yeah I guess by yeah. most of the ones I played around this, like the Metro games, and I just feel like it's one of those where they don't do a great job at on-ramping you. I think the style of game is fine, like a slower first-person shooter that's more like ex- exploration-based, like cool, but it's just like if you don't, if it doesn't hit in the first five minutes for you, you're not, you're not going to enjoy it. I feel like if you, if this is a specific kind of like environment, like atmospheric shooter that, like if it hits, it really hits. Like if you're really into the sort of Soviet apocalyptic uh, idea, like if you are into that sort of fiction, like you're going to be really into. It. Like if you really were into uh metro the metro games uh or in all the stalker games previously like you this is like this is like a dream come true but yeah like it's i i didn't play like i never actually finished any of the metro games metro i started metro 33 i got halfway through it i got extremely scared it's a very it's, it feels like a horror game to me uh so i never actually finished metro 33 uh i didn't play last light or metro exodus uh so i am like okay i i'll consider it i guess when it comes out uh, but I, I'm not like immediately too hyped for it. This is like the perfect Game Pass game, though. Because would I pay sixty bucks for this? No. Would I download it for a weekend just to kind of fuck around with it and see if it's my thing? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, Psychonauts two. I know this is like uh, this is not my thing. So I don't know if any of you, like I know Chelsea, you're more into Psychonauts than I am. Uh, I don't know if you if you like Psychonauts. 
I've been begging for a release date for so long now. Um, and nor- like up to this point, up to, up to that point in the presentation, I was like, oh, cool. X- Xbox. Oh, cool. Um, oh, I guess Starfield's an exclusive. But when Psychonauts 2 showed up, I was like, if they, if they like make this, I, I didn't remember at the time, but I like literally knee jerk. I was like, if they make this Xbox exclusive, I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, just because I don't have one yet, like, it, uh, but um, it looks like it's still coming everywhere. Uh, they're they're not um making it exclusive, so we're all good. Uh, and thank God because I've been waiting for this game for literally like fifteen years. I can't remember when the first one came out, but um, I'm super excited. And the first trailer was like a 2015. So <laughs> it's been a long time. Wasn't this wasn't this uh, wasn't this like a Kickstarter funded uh, title? It, yeah, it, except it wasn't Kickstarter. It was some other one that um, I've never heard of called. Um, oh God, I couldn't tell you off. The- was it Indiegogo? Wait, was it the not Indiegogo? Wasn't it the one where like you get like a share of the company or whatever if you also do it, or like the rev share thing? I think I know the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's like a it's like a stock. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, Fig, that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, it, that was in 2015, so obviously that's like probably when they started development. Um, but uh, yeah, it's out. It looks good. If, as long as it doesn't have that horrible, a horrible platforming section like the end of the first one, then I'm like, I'm very content. And August 25th is like super soon, so. Yeah, that is that is pretty good, yeah. So, Chosa, do you like Psychonauts? Did you play the first one? Uh, I recently re-downloaded a playthrough, because this is a game I played as a kid. Like, like original Xbox, right? Like, I have not touched it since it came out. So I'm sort of replaying through the original one, and I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for, uh, for this one, uh, mostly because there's, like, I think the, the cliche is that Microsoft only makes shooters, but Microsoft only really fucking makes shooters. <laughs> and, and literally anything... Anything that is not a shooter, I'm I am here for. Sure, I uh, yeah. I'm starving for like 3D platformers too. We get those so infrequently. Yeah, I, I I'm so jealous that like I'm I'm so annoyed that like Ratchet and Clank is is a PS5 exclusive because I, <laughs> just, I really just give I it really, two years, it'll come to PC. I, I'm sure, but I, I actually really no, I don't like, actually I don't know if Ratchet and Clank will. That's that's a I think it's a different story. Because of how like Ratchet and Clank games have only ever been, I don't know if Sony would really want to move that one over. Because that is that's like a system seller there. Because even back in the days, like the PSP, what was one for the PSP? No, the PSP had the remake of was it not in time? It was the one with the guns for less whole dance thing. God, I don't. It's been a while since I played that one. But um, Insomniac should also make a Sunset Overdrive too. Um, Sony, please fund that. There's a reference. I would buy a PS5 for it. There's a reference in Ratchet and Clank. It's like half a second. It's just one of the soda cans from that game. But I wasn't expecting even that. So you know, maybe maybe there's still hope. Um, Psychonauts was that? Yeah, that was I, <laughs> the first time I played it. Was at um, a Sam Goody like demo kiosk, which really dates me. But um, also, it localizes me because it was probably only an American store. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know what that is. It's like—is it like a video game store where you like there are demo games? It was like it—it it, it was like a music and like entertainment type place. They went bankrupt in two thousand six, but like it was the place for. Uh, Wait, sort of like a Hollywood video. Yeah, yeah, but you could go and like buy CDs and then uh, make or play demos, and they had like an Xbox that had Psychonauts on it. 
Um, so that's how I ended up learning about it. And now I'm 26 and about to get my master's. So time. <laughs> you feel old. Is that, is that, is yeah, that my <laughs> back hurt just like reminiscing. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, speaking of shooters, uh, we're back to shooters. Uh, Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite is here. Uh, to is it? Where's the release date? Uh, nah. <laughs> it, it's not here until there's a release date. Hold on a minute. It is not here. I don't give a fuck about what they're showing off. If they were confident that it was going to ship this year, why is there not a release date? Yeah, they said holiday 2021, right? Like I would have expected they just said like uh, November 22nd or something. Uh, they're 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 hedging, right? Like they they want to be able to have some flexible. Yeah, they they're not sure yet that it's gonna finish. So we got a. Well, my conspiracy theory about the release date actually is that they're waiting until the new Call of Duty game and Battlefield all have their release dates to just pick a time where it doesn't get eaten by it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that makes sense. That that's, makes sense. That's, that would be smart. Yes. Uh, so we got a we got a, a trailer. Uh, we got uh, mostly multiplayer, like right. Like we we did get some story bits in the in in, in the trailer, like a small teaser of the story, but mostly it was focused on the multiplayer. They had a whole video on, on the, on the multiplayer. There's a multiplayer overview video that if you, if you go to the Halo channel, uh, you can watch, like they go into like what, what, how the game's going to look before I get into the multiplayer. I'm just going to say like the story bit that they showed is just extremely Halo lore bullshit. And I'm here for it. Even though I know it's probably (laughs) going to be absolutely terrible. The story's going to make no sense. And it's just going to be Master Chief being sad about uh, AIs again. Uh, so, so again, that, that, that's really that's worrying to me. Again, <laughs> the fact that you said again, I was like, this, ha- this has happened more than once. This yeah, yeah. Happened. it's been yeah. it in the comics though. So here's the thing about Halo: this trailer does not make sense unless you've beaten Halo Wars two and played all the DLC. And literally nobody. And nobody, who? Who outside of nobody. me has played the very casual RTS game Halo Wars two? And bought the DLC for it. No one. Yeah, no one. This just sounds uh, like Kingdom Hearts for jocks. It really is. It <laughs> really is. It really You're is. like, you have to play this obscure spinoff to understand the plot of a main title. Yeah, that sounds pretty familiar to me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like you, like you, if if it's one of those things that I've read a bunch of these Halo books, and even I, like, I cannot keep track of the <laughs> lore at this point, and. Like honestly, I would wish I wish that they just started like sort of like a fresh start. Like I, they're sort of going for that, right? Like they, I mean, they did a time gap, right? Like they're doing a, a notable time gap where events. So they re- referenced events of like Chief going to the planet trying to save Cortana and it failing. That's been a no Halo lore book. It's been a no game so far. So there are events before this game that they can just kind of use as a buffer zone, right, to fill people in on the story. But at the same time, like I don't know, I'm kind of. I get why they wouldn't move past Chief, but I feel like at this point, like doing a soft reboot of Halo, like maybe don't go full Final Fantasy Origins on it, right? But like, <laughs> you know, like like doing like a whole reboot of a new character set, right? And because there's so much more in this universe you could tell other than uh one one like, you know, problematic white man being sad about AI. <laughs> yeah, sad about his AI girlfriend. Yeah, it's it's just very like it's just getting a little like I feel like Halo it, is bound by its own popularity too much, right? Like it's too popular. 
Like they cannot, like they feel like they're. I mean, obligated. is it too popular? Yes. It's, I mean, yeah. no, I mean, it's, it's popular with old people, but like I don't know how many younger gamers are like really into Halo the way we might be. Yeah, that's. It was our Fortnite. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the, I think the crowd that, that's still interested in Halo is is like pretty old at this point, right? Like, if you think about like how old the first Halo game is, I feel extremely old thinking about that. Uh, but yeah, it's like the crowd that plays Halo these days is much older. Yeah, nobody's nobody's humming the theme in like high school bathrooms <laughs> like they used to. That video is so good. <laughs> Although, oh my god! So, what honestly, what the box art for this game should be? So you know, like whenever someone gets dumped and they're like a public person on Twitter, they change their uh, AVI to be black, like a black circle. It should literally be like a, a screenshot of Master Chief's Twitter profile, right? Black circle. And the only tweet is, feel like shit just thinking about her with a photo of yeah, Cortana. Yeah. His bio is like, I'm not here right now. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a mental health break. Don't contact me. I mean, John John needs a mental health break. That guy has gone through gone through some trauma. So so I, I think multiplayer uh, is what they focused on. And, and multiplayer is what looked the best most interesting it looks incredible it looks like they took uh like the basic core multiplayer of of halo 5 and added like bits from other games into it right like just sort of they mix halo 3 into it it's halo 3 and halo 5 mixed together which i think is good especially the grapple hook stuff and it is confirmed by the way too the grapple hook is a power pickup like the sword is so it's not a part of the base kit but like being able to grapple weapons off of people grapple onto banshees throw down power-ups and and it's still Looking at the maps and, and sort of looking at the, uh, and this is more in like the, the 10 minute overview they did, but looking at the design of it, it still seems very arena shootery, which is, I'm happy because we don't have that right now. We don't have a shooter where it's like, it's not who shot first, but it's like who can do the dance right and actually get the pop off their shots. I, I'm so ready to play a, a shooter game that has a higher time to kill that's not, not, not Overwatch. <laughs> because as much as I love Overwatch, I've been playing it for four years and I would love to play another arena shooter that's a little bit more classic arena shooter and higher time to kill. And it's not Call of Duty. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I really love the Halo 5 multiplayer. I would have played it more if it was actually on PC. Uh, but it was not. And I would, I did not play it as much, but I, I'm I'm happy to. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to watch this and like get nostalgic. Um, I don't, especially because I don't play. I like I don't. I'm, I don't have. I generally don't have Xbox that often. But yeah, like it, it, it's literally like yeah. There's no other game I can think of that like has that pacing right now. You're either a battle royale or you're like a Call of Duty um so so getting something yeah i watched that and i was like yeah this this reminds me of the good old days so if they if it plays like the good old days then they've got something good on their hands for sure yeah for yeah sure. they're gonna be doing a beta you know later on in the year so so once they start public flighting it um you know we can at least see how it plays and 343 is usually pretty good about um having like release previews and stuff like they did the master chief collection so honestly my my conspiracy here is that I hope that the uh, Bungie PvP team, if one exists, I actually don't know if one exists for Destiny, but if they do exist, they look at this and they just start copying things because uh, <laughs> playing Crucible and Destiny, like, mm, 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 no, mm. I, that's. I remember when um, I was going through just like reading about Destiny, and apparently there was like a very brief period of time where Bungie was like, oh yeah, we expect Crucible to be an esport. 
And come on now. <laughs> God. Who would want to watch God. that? I don't even no. I hate playing it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, they, they read that back real quick. <laughs> I think one of the big things in uh in the multiplayer is that they're focusing on is, is customization of the character. Uh sorry, you did you mean monetization of the character? I think that's the right way to phrase that. I guess so so we want to talk about the battle pass system, right? Uh so there is a battle pass system and cosmetics are part of the battle pass, but uh I guess unlike other games, you can buy previous battle passes and get the cosmetics that were in them and you can choose which battle pass you want to level uh which is like an interesting concept i guess but uh i think that was in master chief collection and they're just yeah master chief collection when they first trialed it yeah oh okay Mm -hmm. okay that's that's it's good though i love that because yeah some like uh i don't know it's bad because i play a couple of games now that have like battle passes in them and you really start to feel like you're 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 like beholden to their time <laughs> so right right like i like like i play call of duty but i don't have time to grind the battle pass like that's that's not gonna happen like i just like and, and i know i'm gonna miss out on like cosmetics or, or whatever but like i'm at this point i'm just like yeah i'm just gonna miss out on them there's no there's no problem. and i mean honestly in call of duty why do you need the battle pass when all the anime girl skins are available for purchase outside of it so really you can just buy them directly <laughs> <laughs> that samurai armor looks sick as hell. If that's the kind of stuff we're gonna get in a battle pass, then I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm 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 down for some Ghost of Tsushima, but in Halo. Um, so so yeah, like I I'm 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 optimistic about the multiplayer. I don't know about this this the single this campaign is a huge question mark in the sky. Uh, after Halo Five, it's like I I'm I don't have any expectations even if like at this point so i just hope that they was what sorry was halo 5 the one with the really good marketing campaign that like didn't pan out within the game itself yeah this is when they had the podcast hunt the truth that was like super well done i got that was the marketing campaign for halo 5 was like 343 has a great pr team hats off to them they did an amazing job for a fucking terrible game from the single player (laughs) whoever whoever like the marketing the marketing team like they they it's probably disappointed the marketing team, but like it's like that's one of the best marketing campaigns I've seen for a video game in a long time. Like the podcast, the the, the podcast ARG was, stuff, right? The ARG, like, it, like it's incredible. It won them a a Clio award, which is like big for ad agencies. Uh, I'm just taking a look. Yeah, so Clio, even other marketers were like, "Yeah, this is good as hell." <laughs> so <laughs> did not match uh, the game itself. Mm, no, it did not. The, the campaign. Mm, story was horrible like it's it it was fun to play mechanically but the story was bad and that we fought the same boss like a 50 times so here's (laughs) here's how bad the campaign of halo 5 was at one point you had to fight a boss that was like a reoccurring boss throughout the entire game you had to fight 10 of them was it eight of them eight wardens at once or five wardens there was like five or six of them at once and you know what i did since i'm a veteran halo player i know how to bunny hop of a grenade I just grenade over the map to the next part and skip the boss fight entirely. <laughs> Cause I didn't have any time for that shit. No, it was it was not I don't I don't remember much about the campaign because the only thing I remember was the bad boss fights. Uh I don't remember the story. There was a whole Spartan lock versus Bastard Chief thing going on. Who knows? They literally copied the Avengers intro from when the intro of the game 
Like it's literally like a shot for shot clone of like the first Avengers movie with like all of uh, Spartan Locks team flying into this one map. It was bad, bad. It, it it was not good. All right, so let's let's that is Halo. I'm sure when it comes out, we're gonna have another two hour podcast on on Halo. So that's gonna be good. But I want to talk about Redfall. Redfall is Arcane Austin's new vampire multiplayer shoot, and I those are the words that when I hear those words that I'm like vampires multiplayer arcane uh please sign me up like uh i i looked at this and i was like this looks really fucking like i mean it's a, it's a cgi trailer but like i i would be wait is it an engine or is it cgi i don't it almost sure i'm not even sure it's just like a cgi trailer i don't i was about to say if it was i thought it was an engine and i did want to mention how they are they're actually like they're doing black hair right but if it's cgi then that whatever yeah that's not it, yeah, so a lot of this is dependent on how this game actually feels to play and like what the what the mechanics are and like what how the co-op stuff is going to work. But I am excited to see Arcane Austin make a game that is like I don't remember the last I, I don't know if Arcane Austin was the ones that worked on Prey. Or I don't know if they, they were the ones that worked on Prey or if that that was another Austin another arcane team the arcane has multiple studios so i'm not sure which no which yeah they did the prey reboot and they did a couple of dishonored games okay yeah, so, so austin did both of those okay so that that's that's the thing that's a big question mark is they're known for their immersive sims and this doesn't look like an immersive sim at all right like this is a completely different kind of game so i'm not sure like what like is, is there gonna be like how is it gonna be like is, are they gonna be able to pull it off uh at least they had some interesting characters in the trailers and hot vampires, I guess. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, that's that, that's kind of what they're running on right now, right? Because we haven't actually we don't know how it plays at all. All we know about is that everybody likes the characters. Um, they're all witty and attractive, and um, and they were like killing equally hot uh, vampires. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping that's good, but. Uh, the, uh, like you said, Arcane's never done anything like this before. No, no, yeah. And I don't know if they'll be able to handle it. <laughs> we'll see. The other, the other thing for me is like, um, there are so many four-player, four like four-player multiplayer like kill X games that are like coming out now. It's like this, yeah, Back for Blood, um, that other Left for Dead type game. Uh, <laughs> Ash versus the Evil Dead, even, uh, and I don't have enough time or friends for <laughs> like to play all of those. You know, like you know, like right. I, I have a couple friends, but like we're gonna pick one and stick to it. So it'll be interesting to see them. Yeah. Right, right. Like that. It's yeah. It's it's a market that's like kind of cornered, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> saturated, and it's a the Arcane is a new player in this market, so it's like kind of a a risky thing to develop for them i think but i but yeah uh i'm curious because arcade uh i don't think they're lacking for talent uh i, I just i just hope that they can execute on this particular concept well, yeah i feel like this is one of those games where it's going to be like the core gameplay loop right like the actual gun feeling the movement will feel great but everything else probably falls apart like you know all the stuff that they haven't done before probably falls apart yeah 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 here's hoping uh so uh, real quick, I guess, or maybe not. No, no, we are. Not, this Jack Sparrow thing is not real quick. Oh my god, Jack! Sparrow. The next forty-five minutes is going to be Jack Sparrow. Hear me out. Hear me out. So, Sea of Thieves is getting a Pirates of the Caribbean expansion. Now, cool. Why does that matter? So, let me bring up Kingdom Hearts three for a minute. And 
Pirates of the Caribbean was the worst world in Kingdom Hearts 3. Don't at me. The ship combat was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible, yeah, because I watched it. The story was kind of whack, and so in my heart, this is a chance for me to redeem the Kingdom Hearts 3 Pirates of the Caribbean line, or sort of storyline, because Sea of Thieves has great ship combat, and it's the same voice actor for Jack Sparrow from Kingdom Hearts 3 that is doing it in this expansion. So in my headcanon, I can just say that this is another Kingdom Hearts world. <laughs> this is alternate. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that every single world in Kingdom Hearts 3 was Sora, just kind of in the background of a Disney movie. So this wouldn't, this wouldn't be that like out of place. He would just be in the background. That one was especially weird because it's like, but people were like getting shot and like bleeding out and like Sora was like ready to kill people. It was very tonally. Uh, I don't know. I like... Um, I like uh, Sea of Thieves as like a concept, but again, it's another one of those games where like if you don't play with your friends, it's not fun, and it's especially true for that game because you just get like I literally I logged on, I played around a little bit, I left the tutorial, and then like somebody sunk me, and I was like, oh okay, it's one of those. It's not 1998 anymore. I don't have the time for this, <laughs> and I just logged. Well, out. the thing though about this expansion is that it's solely single for single player focused. So I oh, think that's okay. why it's good. Yeah, as this is just I'm a single player campaign. Yeah, so it gives you something to actually focus on instead of being like, oh, there's horny mermaids and I'm on a boat. I guess. <laughs> All right. Yeah. See, see if thieves. Uh, I think we played it a little bit. I think I. Uh, I don't know. I'm not like huge on the art style. Like it's weird to me because art style is good. I'm not like hugely into that specific kind of art style. I don't know. It feels a little, a little too cartoony for me. But you know, this is a huge like this is a big deal for the Sea of Thieves game. Like it is actually like for them, it's a big deal. Like this is a big crossover to have a Disney property in, in the game. Yeah, I would say this is probably on the same track of like Forza getting the Hot Wheels expansion, right? With regards of like legitimizing the series, maybe I don't know. But like, it's one of those things that like. Like, for example, I didn't care much about Forza Horizon until that Hot Wheels expansion came out, because that was just like, it's like an in, it's like an in for people who might not play it, right? And they're like, oh, I know this property. Let me go ahead and try this out on Game Pass or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, that'll so, absolutely yeah. be the case for, for Pirates, of, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, people inexplicably continue to love that series, despite them dropping terrible movie after terrible movie, like, for a while now. But, you know, you see Jack Sparrow walking around, and there's, I guess there's some gravitational pull to him um but yeah no I would, literally i was like you know oh this isn't for me but good for them good for them <laughs> uh next one is entirely in mint's wheelhouse i think the I, how do you say this word you you didn't chronicle you, you, yeah i don't know you, if i'm allowed chronicle. to talk about it because i kickstarted a embarrassing amount of money into this game. <laughs> 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 i'm uh full disclosure yeah i did spend um i, I dropped hella money because i love suikoden um not like they named an npc after me money but definitely not just a copy of the game money it looks so good like it could be a disaster right 95 percent of the time kickstarter games usually are a disaster but they it seems like they're really a lot of it's in 3d so that's like quicker to develop than trying to make like an entirely 2d suikoden again and um I don't know. I don't think they would show it at like a Microsoft conference right now if they weren't at least like slightly confident. Um, and it comes out in 2023. So they have plenty of time to make it good in between now and then. Um, hopefully. I'm fingers crossed because man, we've, I've been dying for a good Suikoden for so long now. 
And the only, if we ever get one more from Konami, it's just going to be a gotcha game. So <laughs> it's like, like, it's probably the, like, I'm surprised they haven't yet because that's like the, so like, that's the gotcha game. Cause they have like a hundred characters per, <laughs> there's so many characters that you could just put in a, in a gotcha. So the, the, yeah. So are the same, are the same people who worked on Suikoden, like working on this, like, is that the, is that the whole Yeah. Thing? And even like, if you go and you look at like the, uh, Yuden Chronicles, um, protagonist and then go look at like the Suikoden 2 protagonists, they're literally just like off brand versions of them down to their color schemes. So it's like, it's the same devs. It's like, I think it's Yoshitaka Muriyama and then, um, I don't know if Junko Kawano is in it, but um, yeah, they're 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 doing they're doing the thing. So um, yeah, I'm really hoping that game's good. Um, so it's two games. They they had one game come in in 2022 and another one in 2020. Yeah, it was funny. I was like, when we were watching, I was like, why why are they making something else? That's the one worrying thing. Is like this is they always do this. Like this is exactly the the issue that was with. Um, that other attempted post Mighty Number no. Nine Kickstarter, mm, like Mighty Number no. Nine, yeah. yeah, it was also yeah. like Mega Man Legends, and then they were trying to make an anime too, and like they spread themselves thin. So hopefully, this is just like a separate team doing something small in between. But um, I guess we'll see. And I mean, at least money isn't going to be a problem since Microsoft's bankrolling both of these be day one on Game Pass. So hopefully, development's just going to be funded with that Microsoft check. And Five Hundred Five Games is publishing this one, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Five games also published uh, Control, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. They did. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully, these will just, like, I, I've been hearing uh, in animes, like, this anime circle, this game is, like, a, a little bit of a, the Kickstarter is a little bit of a, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, it just looks like the 2D HD style that Square Enix was talking about. It looked, because I think they have that trademarked. I was like, I hope they don't get slapped by Square Enix for this, because it looks very similar. <laughs> yeah, I think they've never actually, they've never actually mentioned, like, the word 2D HD. So they're whatever. fine. <laughs> so they're probably fine. Yeah, but it looks, it reminds me a lot of, like, Octopath Traveler style, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to slap on the Switch. Like, if this is a Switch game, 100%. Is it coming uh, to the Switch? I don't know if it's coming to the Switch. Uh, I, um, I I think it really the whole Xbox Game Pass thing now makes me unsure because you know when you when they kickstart it I think it's like if we hit specific goals then it'll be on like specific consoles and I think one of them was um like getting on the Switch and I don't know I mean it, there's not really like a contractual obligation for them to yeah but I don't think they want to upset people either so yeah yeah, I, did, I think. Well, the solution is for Microsoft to put Game Pass on the Switch. Then I think obviously that's the, <laughs> that's the solution here. I, I think I think the developer said that it's not going to be exclusive. Like it's coming to. Uh, like I believe I believe so. I heard about it. I'm not. Don't quote me on that, but uh, I believe it's that's the case. So so that's that's uh, I, that that word is hard to say. That that word is. I'm not <laughs> you, Eden. They even that's it mimics like Suikoden too, where it's like weird silent first syllable. Yeah. So next up is 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 my my game that I'm gonna be like 
playing the hell out of when this comes out. I, like I, I'm just wait, waiting for the pre-orders to open for this. I don't know if the pre-orders are up, but uh, I, I, this I'll be buying the ultimate edition because uh, because I did it for Forza Horizon Four, and I have no. I feel like as a disclaimer or disclosure for our audience. Static at least three episodes ago. Hey, never pre-order games. Him right now. I'm pre-ordering that fucking Ultimate <laughs> oh Edition day one. It's Forza, Yo, baby. I'm, I'm literally, I'm going to build a pinata that looks like the fucking Forza logo. Like, I I literally have the AMD car. Sorry, AMG car. Yes, the AMD car. <laughs> I got the AMD, AMG car in my living room right now. <laughs> but no, this game looks good. It looks fucking good. So Forza Horizon 5, uh, it is coming out in November, right? I, I don't know the exact date right now, but uh, November. So it's not too far away. Uh, honestly, it's been like, I wasn't actually like, I know choices that there were rumors that this is, this was on, like actually on the horizon. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> I had to do it. Well, no, so the reason is normally last year would have been a regular Forza Motorsport year, but they're delaying it because they want to rebuild the entire game to be like fully ray traced and next gen only. So that's why it feels a little bit weird, right? Because it's always Motorsport then Horizon. So we're just sort of Horizons on track for it. Because if it if it if it was a, the regular cadence, this would have been a Horizon year anyways. Yeah, well, the thing that's it's like uh, all of the I think Forza Horizon three was in Australia, right? Forza Horizon four is it is in is in like. Edinburgh, right? Like it's it's around that area, like northern UK, uh, Ireland, and it's like I am very excited for for Mexico uh, because it's a lot of different biomes, right? We got we got deserts back, which I'm very happy about. I love the sort of desert biomes in in Forza Horizon Three. It's gonna be great. Uh, it looked like the trailer, like it, on the stream, it didn't look that good because of the compression. And Forza is always a game that looks terrible on stream because of the like the cars moving very fast, absolutely kills every com- uh, encoder in the planet. Uh, but yes, uh, amazing visuals, like it's going to be incredible. Uh, what about what else about this? I don't think they announced anything other than the trailer. Like there was only the trailer and the release date. No, they had, a, they had like a ten minute gameplay thing with it. So um, so basically. And I do want to bring up that um, they should have fucking game mode where you're driving through Mexico smashing pinatas, which, like, come on. Come on. Oh, that's, yeah, like, yeah. bro, that's, come that's on. Right. I didn't even, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't even, uh, was it that in the actual trailer? Was it was, it was during the fucking, key, it was during the, 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 the regular showcase, and I'm just looking at that, and I'm like, you could have not. Because they spent 10 minutes beforehand, right? They're like, look at this great artwork. We hired local Mexican artists to do artwork for the game, which cool. Absolutely. Give, spend that Microsoft money, you know, definitely. And then they're like, and you can smash pinatas with your fucking, uh, I don't I'm know, not, your I'm fucking not, Lambo. I'm not, no, I'm not into that. <laughs> your anime girl Lambo fucking smashing pinata while playing Bad Bunny. That, that's the Forza Horizon experience I want. I have a question. Um, aren't they supposed to be making a fable? Like a like different studio, is different, different or different team? Oh, okay, yeah, I they have a team like, that's dedicated to Forza, and Fable's a different team. Okay, okay, because I was like, uh, uh, does that like push Fable back a year? But if it's a different team, then maybe I guess they're just not ready to show it yet. Um, I mean, also too, Fable's not going to come out for like five years. It's oh it's yeah, when a, did they announce a, it? A, the, like, the, they announced it last year, but it's also like the curse of Peter Molyneux, right? That game never comes out on time. Even back in the 360 games, Peter Mullen is probably dead by now. Like, I don't know what happened to him, <laughs> but like, it's, yeah, no, it, those Fable games never come out on time, which is fine because they, they can take as long as they need because I do not want a bad Fable game. I just want a good Fable game. And if that takes six years, fuck it. Yeah. 
No, fair enough. Yeah, I was just curious because I was like, I guess I I say that, but like comp- these companies have like five hundred people in them and and doing different things, so it's not that it's not that weird. Uh, so motorsport, like they mentioned, motorsport is not like motorsport is in development. I think they mentioned that right, like with the next motorsport. Yeah, motorsport's gonna come out next year. Okay, okay, cool. I I mean, motorsport is. Like I, I'm not really into the sort of semi racer games. To be honest, like I prefer my arcadey Horizon style racing games. But you know, motorsport is always like like a technical showcase, right? Even like I mean, this time around, it's gonna be Forza Horizon Five, but like it's it's gonna be a very well. No, ne- motorsports gonna be a showcase next year because motorsports gonna be fully ray traced. They've already said that, right? Like they're aiming for 4K 60 fully ray traced. And that's sort of why it's taking them so long to get it out, which is fine. Um, because ultimately, like, what other option is there? Like, Gran Turismo is probably not going to come out until two weeks before the PS6 launches. So let's be real. <laughs> like, Gran Turismo games do not come out on time. And that's, uh, as a side note, too, that's why I'm actually, I actually didn't mind that Sony said they're going to be bringing some older games to the PS4. But, like, when they said Gran Turismo is going to also be coming to PS4, I'm like, ooh, that means that game's also not coming out anytime soon. That team can barely ship a game for one platform. Give them two. Mm, yeah, that I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm most things I'm curious about is the what are, what are the tie in DLC is going to be like? Is there going to be? Uh, I want a Fast and Furious one. Uh, so they did that with Forza Horizon Two, right? There's a Forza Horizon. It's no longer listed on the Xbox Store. I have it downloaded to mine. It's like PT. I'll never remove it. But um. It's it's like a Forza Horizon two fast fast five was it tie in I mean because yeah they did Hot Wheels they did Lego like what other what other time would you do like I don't know Tonka trucks but that's just boring like next <laughs> yo no no Forza Horizon Bionic Commando tie in please <laughs> no that's, that's, I'm sure they can figure it out they they seem to seem to have these on like like they seem to have clever ideas for these so that would be uh, more than Capcom showed during this E three so. I guess I think Bionic Commando. Well, I mean, what? You don't want to talk about esports? Oh, my God. <laughs> I like, they were like, oh, yeah. Um, Monster Hunter Stories 2 gets the demo, which is like the, I think the only new thing they showed. And I was like, that's cool, but you could have just tweeted that to me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> just, yeah. yeah just, that didn't just need an entire it. video at E3. I was ready for Power Stone, but I was just hurting myself when I, when, <laughs> like, <laughs> hoping that showed up. So. Chelsea, you put Annapurna's uh, game. Uh, no, no, I, I don't know if Annapurna is developing it or they're publishing it. Uh, but the game, twelve minutes. Yeah. So the reason I put that here is just like to briefly talk about it because it is um, a game that's been showing off. I think like five E threes in a row now, and it's finally coming out. And I'm actually excited for it. I I really want to play it, and I just want to note that it actually has a launch date because it's basically right. It's sort of like. It's the game's twelve minutes long, but like you know, it's, it's like a murder detector, like murder sort of uh, detective. That's what I'm looking for. Point and click, you know, style. Game, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm I'm excited for it. Um, and I think now too, there's like a couple of just brief mentions before we hop onto Square. Um, Flight Simulator got a release date uh, coming out later on the month. Um, Battlefield 2042 is apparently uh, shown off there. Um, no politics in this climate game, though. Definitely no politics in this game. <laughs> Uh, Dubai outside again, of man it's just like sorry just real quick it's wild to me that like because i remember when there was an entire game that came out on the ps3 it, that takes place in Dubai that's supposed to be like a parody of military simulators spec ops spec ops yeah spec ops sure, yeah and yeah. Uh, now we're just there for real all the time now like it didn't matter anyways sorry continue <laughs> no no you're fine and um outside of that yeah i think there's 
that's everything. I mean, there's, there's more games, but that's everything that I think we really wanted to talk about from there. Oh, Yakuza Like a Dragon is on Game Pass. Go download it and play it. That's good. It's a good game. Go play that right now. Go play it. Stop listening. Go play it. Then come back and press play again. Just <laughs> please. I, I will actually play that at some point. I'm just like kind of like I played a bunch of the Yakuza, I played Yakuza, Yakuza Kiwami 1 and Kiwami 2. So I'm like a little bit like saturated with Yakuza. Well, didn't you like power through all the Yakuza games? Like I think you played through all of them, right? No, no. I, what happened? Okay. This is, I guess I'm telling the story is, is I played, I played zero, zero. I really love zero. I played Kiwami 1 and Kiwami 2. Those were okay. Weaker, but they were not terrible. I still enjoyed like the, sort of the ridiculous stories in, in, in those games. Uh, they put the Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 on Steam, I believe. And those are rough. Like, I, I tried to play them. No, they, 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 they ate, especially because like zero is like the peak. Like, you start with zero and it's like effectively downhill from there. Like, zero is fantastic. One and two are good. And then three, three especially is. Like I would say, the weakest. Yeah, I I I played like an hour of three, and I, I had to refund the the, the bundle because I was like, <laughs> like I, no, I, I I I'm not gonna get into this. Like it, it, it it's just not like they gave me a golf mini game, and I I was immediately alt F fouring. So it's like <laughs> it's I I do not like golf mini games. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not like I I'm, I'm, I'm I like love the Yakuza series. Like I would say, like I would love to play like a newer Yakuza series. So that's why I'm waiting a little bit. To have some distance before I play, like like like. Well, like a dragon is not like the old Yakuza games, right? So you'd probably want to play Judgment if you want a similar game. Like yeah, Judgment, you might want to yeah. play Judgment. Judgment. I think Rob talked about it on Waypoint. I, I'm I'm curious about that one. I haven't actually seen the game, but I, I'm curious about that. It's fun as hell. Um, yeah, I think that's why. I don't know. I like. I don't know. I don't have an, a new Xbox. I have like a one. It would be nice to get like a Series S just as like a Game Pass box. Um, I am. Thankfully, like in a privileged enough position that I could get one of those um, on top of the PS5 I already have. But um, nobody says anything about this. They're just as hard to get as PlayStation 5s. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, they're not. I haven't, yeah, they're... Even the small one, like I don't, it's not available anyway. Oh, yeah, you should, uh, Sadik should tell the story of me just spending nothing. So what I used to do is when I was at work, I'd have my laptop open. Um, if my boss is listening to this, actually, please don't listen to podcasts in general if you're for my, my company. But in general, this just don't. But um, what I did is I would just have a Twitch channel with stock drops on all day. And every time I'd have a notification go off and I'd click on the link immediately. And I was able to score one at a Best Buy at least three weeks into having that stream on 24 7. Yeah, so yeah, no, I love that that's how we have to buy things now. <laughs> so great. They could, I, they could be like Apple where. You know, do do you know how do you know how I bought the uh, AirPods Max? I just ordered them. They're like it ships in two weeks, and guess what? It shipped in two weeks. It's almost as if you can have a queue for when things come out of the factory to be distributed to customers who are paying for it. It's almost almost as if that's something that happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not I'm not buying a new console even if I wanted to. Like I can't buy a PS5 on impulse even if I actually wanted to. So you know, probably good. Actually, probably good that I can't. Yeah, because knowing you, you'd buy one for fucking Horizon Zero Dawn or the next Horizon game. <laughs> I absolutely will. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about Square Enix. Uh, well, uh, well, um, yeah. Our time to shine. Oh my god! I mean, uh, Eidos Montreal is making a Guardians of the Galaxy game. No, 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 no. Phrases correctly. They are not making a Deus Ex game because they they have a Marvel contract to make this. 
That is that is the right way to phrase that. They really did not. They squandered any goodwill almost instantly because, like, when we were watching, they showed that quick trailer, and I was like, "I think were you with us for that one?" Um, I don't think I was. No. Okay, yeah, like we were streaming it, and um, like our voice chat was like dead silent as it was playing. But you know, because like nobody in my group really cares. They play Final Fantasy fourteen, you know. But I was like, oh yeah, this looks fine. Gamora, big, that's cool, all that. And then they showed like, a, then they did like an extended gameplay trailer, and I was like, okay, now you've overstepped. Like you can tell how it plays in the first three minutes. We definitely didn't need more. Like you could have. This is why, and these game companies need like equivalents of tree houses because you can then you can just show your games extended over there and like have people talk about them. But putting that in was not good, especially in retrospect. <laughs> it was way too long. Like, I was just like, why is this so... Like, was it was like, you showed that first trailer and then you're like, okay, cool. Like, you show some gameplay, like, that's fine. But like, you then you show an extended bit. Like, I'm like, why is this here? I literally went to go walk to buy dinner behind my house, came back, <laughs> ate, and the going. shit was still on. <laughs> And everything they showed in the tr- in the gameplay was just what they showed in the trailer, but slower. Like, you know, like, I don't know. You don't, like, nobody, I mean, obviously this isn't true because Twitch exists, but I don't want to watch somebody else play this video game for this long, especially if that game's not currently playable. <laughs> so. Right, right. It's it's not, it's not that interesting. Yeah, it was just, I, it looks fine. It looks, it looks, uh, I know, uh, like, I know you liked the Avengers game. Uh, I we were How like dare a, you I guess put that out there in public for the world. To <laughs> Dude, I I honestly I thought Sadik when Sadik brought Avengers, I thought he was about to talk shit about me for buying it for pre-ordering it on Google Stadia. Oh, but I honestly, no, please that. throw throw the shade, throw the shade at <laughs> in here. I'm good, I'm good. I don't need I don't need to catch those hands. Y- y'all have this. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, uh, like I, you, I, I know that game was like I, like it had its fans like event Avengers game. I'm talk, like it's. Great first ten hours, and then everything else is like the po- the action, the destiny part is not good at all. So yeah, but no, I know what you mean. Absolutely, I I'm not really like a Marvel person. Like I I I, I like the Spider Man. Like I played the PS4 Spider Man game, which is like, very good. I love that. Like it was ex- excellent. And I, I, like I want to play Miles Morales at some point when I get a PS5. Like that's that's what I want. Yeah. So like I I like the Spider Man stuff that the Insomniac has made, right? Uh, but I am not really into like the other Marvel stuff. So. Nothing here is really for me, but... They need to pick... Like, the reason why Spider-Man is so good is because they picked, like, the best of the best to make it. And frankly, if, like, obviously I don't want them to do this because I like when Insomniac gets to make other stuff, and I hope they come back to, like, other properties. But, like, it, if if this is what you're going to do, you should just make let Insomniac make all of these because... I don't know. Like, is is IDOS Montreal known for their action RPG stuff being tight as hell, or are they known for their immersive sims? Do you what? Do you did you love the the gunplay in Deus Ex? Is that like no, the thing that you came no, back to? No, it's not. It's <laughs> it's not exactly. That's like, not, I don't know. But the thing though, right? A <laughs> yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy game in the style of a Deus Ex game is actually not a terrible idea, right? Like going planet to planet, like having some immersive shit, sim shit going on, right? Like being able to maybe like kill off members of the guardians of the galaxy right and like you know sort of fuck that all up there's a good that's a great there's a good game idea there this is not that and i think too for insomniac spider-man i would my thing about spider-man is it's good but like how good is it because the ps2 spider-man 2 game was such a great blueprint to sort of follow upon you know like that's what i think about it's not that insomniac's a bad studio but just that ps2 spider-man game you put that in today it's it holds up 
It just. Uh, the, I think they said they were like we went back and like examined it, it like deeply before we even started. It's the blueprint for every Spider-Man that's ever going to come out after this. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I mean Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. It'll be fine. It's like, going to sell think well. When, yeah. It's not a sell. <laughs> I mean, it's a Marvel game, so it will sell. Like. That's, I mean, that's, I think one of those things is like this, I think this is more of a Marvel thing than an IDOS thing is that I think Marvel probably stipulates a certain kind of game for some mm-hmm. of these. Some and of these, a certain release date. Yeah, a certain release date and a certain style of game that you can't be too radical. It can't be an immersive sim because immersive sims, as much as I love them, don't sell that well. Uh, they're not, they're not that popular. And it's always funny with these because they're always like, yeah, we've created our own imagining. Like, this is our own take on the Guardians of the Galaxy. And they just happen to be the exact same five from the movie. And we use 80s music just like in the movie. Like, it, you didn't make those decisions. I understand you have to lie to us, but like, you're bad at lying about it. You didn't make those <laughs> yeah. decisions. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's, it's, it's just also Star Lord is the most boring character. Oh, his hair. Oh my God. I can't believe you, they made me like, like Chris Pratt. Just a little Ooh, bit more based d- on that, which is Ooh. terrible. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Think about that. Think about that. That's how bad that hair is. If they can keep him in his helmet the whole time, maybe. But like, oh god, he looks. His design is just the only cool thing I liked was that Space Invader pin, and they were only able to do that because Square Enix actually like owns like Space Invaders now. <laughs> so that's the only reason. Also, um, the it's gonna. I'm gonna have to buy it because it's gonna be delisted in like two years because. That all that eighties music is gonna ruin that oh, movie. Right, <laughs> right, the right, game, retrospect. right. <laughs> all right, that's that's <laughs> true. So that's the, got I'm in the I'm in the exact opposite camp. I actually can't pick it up because there's no Google Stadia release. And I mean, given I've been buying all my Marvel games on Stadia, I have to keep it going. Um, I we just minor sidebar because we're about to also get into more sadness. So we'll laugh first. I'll, I'll raise this up before we get sad again. So the Google Stadia subreddit. Um, I check in on them weekly just for shits and giggles. And they were in fucking shambles. They were in shambles that there was no stadium mentions outside of two things at the uh, Ubisoft Abusers Forward conference. It was just in shambles. And it's very funny to me. It's, yeah, I, I mean, it's coming out in October. It's, so this, it's not far away. So PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X. So like it's it's on all the platforms except Studio, obviously. Oh, it's even on the Switch. I mean, if you want to stream a game there, that you'll maybe you'll get the same feeling. That Switch <laughs> Wi-Fi. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. I have to I have to Ethernet up my Switch, put it into a fucking USB hub. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta get the experience. So Square Enix. I think everybody was just like everybody. I was watching the Waypoint stream. Everybody was just like, "Where is the Final Fantasy?" And uh, Final. We got, we got, we got some, uh, I, we got some Final Fantasy, all right. Like, uh, this is, this is some Final Fantasy. <laughs> the thing is, was this after they talked about the mobile games or before they talked about the mobile games? Uh, oh, we got to talk about the mobile games so we can be sad. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have to, I guess, backtrack from Origins to, uh, Pixel Remasters of <laughs> Final Fantasy 1 to 6. I'm laughing because I, I, I don't really care about these, but. Chosa is very salty. Listen, uh, listen, final, listen, the hot take here, <laughs> hot take here. Final Fantasy VI is one of the best classic style Final Fantasy games, right? Non-3D. Six is the best out of the bunch. And the thing is, specifically six. if you want to play it right now, it is it's BSNES. Impossible. It Or <laughs> it is the, I think the DS had a really good port of it. If I remember correctly, I think the DS had a good port. It was, uh, it was. It was GBA, and then you had to patch in the audio if you, like, you would, like, get a ROM. Sorry, this is, like, illegal territory, I guess. You buy a copy of the game on the Game Boy Advance, 
then you download the ROM and then you like apply a, a, a sound and like font or translation patch on top of it. It's so weird how little they seem to care about this game um, because they make it impossible to experience. <laughs> and so what they do, they're like, oh, hey, we're going to do pixel remasters where, of course, you play the older games emulator sometimes, right? The Because it's expected to be on a certain kind of screen. It'll look weird. So they'll do some like work to make it look good on LCD. Cool, cool. I'm here for it. All the original first six Final Fantasy games, great. Me, I'm like, hey, it's probably going to cost an arm and a leg, but fuck it. I'll pay $60 times 10 to pay for these. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> and then they're like coming to Steam and Mobile. Which, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Who? Who? Like, <laughs> why? Baffling. Okay. I mean, like, and the thing is, too. Oh, my. Like, what? Like, the thing is, no other details have been pushed out about this. So what if it's, like, fucking free to play of ads or whatever, right? Or something oh, like no. gotcha mechanic. Oh, that's, that's Like, who knows? Yeah. I wonder. I think they might. I don't know if they'll actually do this, but I I wonder if they'll, like, make the first game. Maybe it's, like, one app, right? And Final Fantasy 1 is. This is pure specul- speculation, but maybe, like, FF1 is free. And then you buy, like, the other games within that app, which I actually would be maybe okay with. Because then I could pick and choose but you're right it's probably going to be free to play and uh <laughs> ad based and and hell but um the thing for me that made me sad uh not quite i mean yeah it sucks that it's pc and mobile but when i don't know if you y'all watched the dragon quest um announcements but um they sh- they're remaking three in the hd 2d style yeah yeah blew, i remember that yeah, yeah it blew my mind because i was like yo like anything can be hd 2d now and i posted a couple pictures one of them was chrono trigger uh, one of them was a, a, a mana game, and then the third one was Final Fantasy VI, which is what I was hoping. I was like, maybe that's why they haven't brought it back in like r- remake fashion. Maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe we'll get HD two D Final Fantasy VI, and we got this instead. Um, so that's disappointing. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna have to do, right? So, long time listeners of the podcast know I know how to code for you know Swift and that, right? Like that's that's usually my that's off my programming thing. So I'm going to bite on my iPhone pull the app off of my iPhone, write a little shitty wrapper app to install it onto my Apple TV, hook up an Xbox controller, and play it, play a cracked version of it that way. Video oh, games, God. baby. That, <laughs> that, that, that is listen, most... I'm going to beat this game on a fucking TV one way or another by the end of this year. And I'm going to do that. That's I respect that. Like That's, that's great. That's, <laughs> that's the hustle right there. <laughs> you have to make it happen yourself. Yeah, I think th- it's also on like the SNES Mini, but like, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to play it on like that. Let's just let me. Why is it? Why is it so hard? Like I understand. Like yes, CRT makes it a little bit more difficult. But just do that. Just do. Just put it on a. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, my standards are so low. You can even port the shitty mobile ports that exist currently with the bad graphics, and I'd be okay with it. That's how <laughs> low standards I have. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's not like it's not not going to sell. This is basically free money. It's free money. It's free money. This is also the thing, too. They've never done anything with Chrono Trigger, right? And that's free money. They could do the shittiest port. They could do objectively a trash port, and that thing would still sell millions. Actually, I think they did, but it was also only for Steam. So, yeah. <laughs> but also no console. They'd had a, they had a, it's right there. It's already there, too, because they made that bomb as hell DS version with like the ending that connects to Chrono Cross. Uh, and that's the only place you can get it, which, you know, at, at least it's DS. So if you have a 3DS, you can you can play it there. Um, but but yeah, no, it's so weird how little Square Enix seems to care about their um, 
other properties. Uh, I mean, they're kind of getting better at it because, like, if you had told me in like 2010 that we were going to get a Saga Frontier three like remake or remaster on a PlayStation five, and it was actually going to be good as hell, I would have been like, you are a liar. Um, all all we're getting is that really good looking Final Fantasy fourteen 1.0. That's definitely not going to be terrible. Um, because you know, that's what I thought in 2010 or no, no, if it's, if you said it was like way back in 2010, no, you, you I would tell you, you're, you're going to get in a couple years, the, uh, versus 13, that's what you'd be getting. Oh yeah. 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 And get, now we get, we got one and not the other. So, <laughs> so be a like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy origin, uh, I'm before, before Mint gets into this, uh, I'm just going to preface this by like sort of setting the stage here is like. Coming from Final Fantasy VII Remake, I look at this game's visuals, and I'm just like, <laughs> what the hell happened? Listen, no, I need to stop you. You picked the wrong Final Fantasy game to be your first. You picked the wrong no, game. I did not. Seven I Remake not. is not the piece. The thing is, it sets you up to expect everything yeah, else in the series to be as good as Seven bar. Remake, and it's, it's not. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, I guess. I guess. I mean, Final Fantasy Seven Remake is incredible. I love it. One of the best I'm, games I've ever played. I'm also mad that I can't play the DLC because it's PS5 exclusive. We got to do a uh, Sister the Traveling Pants thing, but it's like a sisterhood of the traveling PlayStation 5. And I just mail my box around to, to all of my friends who want to play these games. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I, I want to play the DLC, but I, I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. But the reception on this game from the beginning, like online, has been not great. People have been very <laughs> critical of it. I, Clowning me included. It. Uh, but I have not played it. Like, I've not actually played it. There's a demo on PS5, which I haven't played. That was to their detriment, too. Honestly. Yeah, like I, it broke like, for like the first twenty four hours. It yeah, even that open. too. It's just every card has been stacked against this game. <laughs> so, so what is like? Can you like like? It, it's like Neo. It's by the same developers as Neo, right? So Team Ninja. Yeah, so it's by Team Ninja, and it's literally like Final Fantasy Neo, Neo Fantasy. Um, when you play it, I did a couple dodges. I swung the sword around, and I was like, "Oh, this is literally the animations from Neo." Like it's the great the uh odachi like the big katana and the dodge animations were exactly the same um and so just based on that alone like this game's gonna be a banger um just be- it, like it plays like butter um visually yeah it's hot garbage but the thing is is like if you are a neo fan this isn't like the news to you because when I, the, the neo and like neo 2 alphas first came out both of those look like hot garbage and then the second alphas look like hot garbage and then by the time the betas came out i was like oh this looks like a real like a real video game like when they put out these alphas obviously they're not like alphas in the traditional programming sense but they're the closest to it because they are like visually just terrible and they generally have a lot of quality of life issues but um one 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 way i can tell you that i know that this game is going to improve is when neo 2 came out in the alpha came out they were like, um, every weapon has a durability meter, uh, and it's gonna like the weapons break, which and we'll be talking about that later, I'm sure. But everybody was <laughs> everybody was like, please don't do that, that's terrible. And they listened and they were like, Okay, we're gonna take that out. So, you know, I filled out the feedback survey. I actually filled it out a couple of times because I had a lot of things to say. Um, and and I think once the second alpha comes out, uh, it'll at least look better. But what I will say is the jury is 100% out on whether this is going to be good from a plot perspective. Neo and Neo 2 barely had plots. They were just like, 
they're basically it's they're cool from like a hit Japanese history buff or like right, but they're legends. not meant no. to have good plots. Yeah, right? yeah, just meant to yeah, be... yeah. So well, now, I mean, what's so hard about this game? You just got to find the chaos. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. all you got to do. It's super simple. So yeah, like, but like now they don't have any hand in that, which is actually disappointing because at least from Team Ninja we would have gotten a nothing plot. Now we're gonna get like a too much plot, and depending on what you enjoy. <laughs> Wait, is Tetsuya Nomura? Is he doing the plot, or is he only no, doing the character design? He only did the character designs. Actually, the the script writer, the scenario writer for Final Fantasy VII Remake, actually worked on is working on this. So it, okay, that's yeah, that's, right? that's good. That's, <laughs> so that's, we'll see. That's, but we'll um, see. yeah, but one one thing. Um, spoilers for a forty year old game, but in Final Fantasy One. Um, the main characters are like trapped in a time loop, and they like become not chaos, but uh, well, actually, yes, chaos. They become uh, Garland, and my hope is that the this prologue ends with like Jack getting stuck in that loop, and then you make your own character. Um, they seem pretty coy about that, but if that ends up being the case, then uh, it it not only would be a, it would it be a fun callback to Final Fantasy One. Um, it would let me play. Uh, like a, a cool character as in a girl. So the reason why I, I like got 200 more hours in Neo two was because you could make your own character. So, and I just don't see why they would take that out, but it could just be square Enix being like, yeah, this, this, I think just this first impression was really bad. Like the, the not awful, awful. every, every aspect about it. The trailer was hot garbage. You know, the, the, like you like, like, uh, Joseph said, the, the de- demo was dead for almost 48 hours. So nobody could try it. And it's only, on, it's on a console that like 10 people own. The, yeah. The exactly. only, the only people I know who are excited about this are other people who are like, oh, hell yeah, it's Neo and people who played it. <laughs> That's the it. The thing is, I, I like, if I, if I was into like sort of Neo, like Souls, like Neo, like games, like I would, I'd be excited. Like, I, I, I love the look of Neo and like the way the, the systems are designed. Like it's extremely cool. Uh, so I, I would just, I just looked at this. I, I looked at it on a stream and it, like it was already like, oh, this looks like a PS3 game for some reason. It, the thing is, no. It, so it looks like an original Unreal Three demo. <laughs> like it looks like a prototype of Gears of War, right? Imagine Gears of War, but mix of a little bit of Dark Souls. It's brown. It's muddy. Everything shimmers. Do you, if you watch a video of it, like it shimmers, like, and not like in a low resolution way, but like in a, oh shit, I'm trying to run World of Warcraft on my MacBook Pro, like to kind of shimmer with turning down the settings on it. Like it's just like, and it's running on a PS5 too. That's the thing. Like there's power there. Yeah. I remember. And like also when you run up to the final tower, the, the FPS just takes an absolute dump. Like it, like completely goes, it hits like slideshow territory for a couple of minutes, seconds. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely, I mean, well, it's not listen, there it, it wouldn't be a Souls like without a low frame rate. That's part of the challenge. Oh my God. You're going to piss off every Souls fan that we have. No, which... I'm going to piss off every Souls fan by saying this game should have an easy mode. There we go. Right. Now they're yeah. pissed off. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say it by saying that Neo is far and away better than any other Souls game I've played. But, um, so enjoy, uh, enjoy having yeah. that in your podcast. Oh my God. So if you, if you have opinions on, um, difficulties in games, the Dark Souls franchise, Please send feedback at at packetcat and send forward dot social. Um, I'm sure he would love all of your takes on Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, and, you, you, uh, yeah, I actually, uh, yeah, actually, I, I love how, how Bloodborne. Um, you know, should should never be updated. You know, piece <laughs> for for PS5. Yeah, you know, I love all it those great takes. For a second. <laughs> so. Babylon's Fall. Oh, um, that was way more disappointing for me. Um. I it just like I just opened the trailer on YouTube and it has uh more dislikes than likes. That's always a great sign. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. This looked uh, terrible. Like, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't look good. Like, just the trailer. It's just. Um, so I, I can wax a bit on this. I don't know if anybody else is like hella platinum fans, but um, I have I have feelings here. Um, specifically, the, so I don't know if you go back and watch the original State of Play trailer from like a year ago, you can tell that it's an entirely different game. And I, what I think happened is they, they had always planned to do multiplayer. The very first trailer, like 40 years ago, had like four people lined up, um, at the end of it. So it was clearly like, this is going to be a co-op game. What I don't think they realized is that four people in a character action game online at 60 frames per second is just, I don't like maybe on the PS6 or like further into the PS5's lifetime because it's just, it doesn't seem doable. And so what they had, they had two, two options. They said, make it single player, which they're not going to do, or reduce the pacing by like 50% and, and like make it slower. Um, and the problem is when you play a platinum game, you, you, there's no such thing as slow. Everything it's, it's the, it's the like, it's the rock and roll of video games. It's just like fast, go as fast as possible um, and, and like kick ass, but they very clearly couldn't make it happen. And that's the same reason why it looks like that graphically is because we, they're like the only way we can get this running at 60 frames per second with four people is um, by making it uh, look like an impressionist painting <laughs> with no textures. Yeah. And it's come, it's, 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 it's apparently coming to the PS4 as well, which means uh, that's uh, I, uh, I, yeah, it's coming to the PS4 and it's coming to steam. So it's coming to PC. So that's, uh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. I, I'm not really a platinum person, but I do appreciate their games a lot because of their visuals and like the way they like, I mean, <laughs> all those things that weren't. That yeah. Trailer. That, I mean, this was, this was no Bayonetta. This is no, uh, wonderful one-on-one or metal gear revengeance or, uh, yeah. Like you know, even near automata, like, 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 no, it just, this, this just feels like the same dev by the way, or same director. Like that, the, the near automata team is working on this. That's like, cause they worked with square Enix before. Um, and yeah, 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 no. <laughs> this, Honestly, this not, I feel like yeah. this this game probably would actually work a lot better if they just did. If, I know why they can't because Astral Chain's a Nintendo property technically, but if they went more for like a stylized look of Astral Chain, I think it maybe would have worked a little bit better with how they have to drop the visuals. Yeah, yeah. I don't even have a problem with dropping the visuals. It's just like not like that. Um, and the other thing I actually don't personally have a problem with, um, and I think I actually won't get disagreement here because. Uh, uh, we have a, another Destiny player in the chat, but um, the, the live service part doesn't bother me that much because, like, if the game plays well, then I I will probably play it forever. And Platinum, they it always feels like they're one step away from going bankrupt anyway. So if they need to make some live service money, then <laughs> yeah, that's like I can't begrudge them trying to make some money because I don't imagine games like. Ash, Astral Chain, or like those don't then make them enough money long term to keep them sustainable. Yeah, yeah. There's no tail. There's not really a tail to those. Um, but uh, not like this. <laughs> Maybe try again. I mean, I hope at least it's it, it is cross play and cross pro- progression across platforms. It probably because, won't. No, you're expecting too uh, much. You're expecting no, too come much. Come on, come on. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this is. I'm not saying so. I'm not saying that Japanese game studios don't believe in cross play, but I'm just saying to expect. To expect crossplay, cross save, and uh, 
anything really relating to like great online play from platinum might not might not be the move that's all i'm saying <laughs> it's like i'm disappointed in this game but i'm gonna be much more disappointed in this game if if i find out like yeah we put everybody from bayonetta 3 on this <laughs> bayonetta 3 doesn't exist come yeah, on it's it not does real not, it, it's not real <laughs> it's not real it's not oh real. man you know if i was if i would phil spencer i would call platinum and be like hey we saw azure would you like it would you like our games as a service thing? Because they have something called Playfab, right? Where you can essentially build like a Destiny like on top of it and it handles all the networking side for you. And you just got to plug in the game stuff to it. And I, I imagine Phil should be like, hey, yeah, you know, uh, just, uh, yeah, yeah. I know Yoko. He's, yeah, you know, I know him. Or is it actually, is it Taro would be his first name? Because doesn't he, he is, a, he splits it. So, you know, normally with Japanese game devs' names, they'll usually like put, they'll make it the, Western way. All right, so Yoko Taro, Taro is weird isn't, like that. He isn't Yoko it, technically right? his last name, and Taro would be his first name. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Yoko Taro is as he's a very weird person. He likes to flip it, to confuse, <laughs> confuse the Western press. Uh, I so, mean, hey, more power to it. Fuck the Western yeah, press. Yeah, I, I, I respect. <laughs> I respect it. Uh, so summer games. I, I don't want to like linger too much on this. Like there is some stuff here, but uh, Elden Ring. It's fake. No, not coming out. It's fake. It's not coming out. <laughs> what are you talking about? Bro. Not, not to immediately go back to Bayonetta, but it was wild to me how people were like dying for information from this game. And like, maybe it's just because I'm, I, I, I'm a Square Enix fan. So like time means nothing to me anymore. <laughs> but um, I was like, it hasn't been that long. Like the, you're going to be okay. But people weren't like, they needed to see real bad. Um, this game <laughs> and the thing about bayonetta 3 is that it's a nintendo property right and the thing is nintendo the game could be done right for all we know bayonetta 3 could be done but nintendo doesn't give a fuck like for example the metroid dread game we're talking about later if you look at the eShop listing there's a full game there and it's been sitting on the servers for months like nintendo makes games and just holds them so bayonetta 3 could be done and nintendo's like oh yeah it doesn't fit into the strategy for like this year's release cycle we have too many games as is or we'll release it next year yeah they're waiting for the switch the switch pro or whatever that would actually make sense to me but yeah like we waited forever for that but it doesn't feel like we didn't i don't feel like we waited that long to hear about elton ring but also it wasn't like hell on my radar so yeah but um this this looks uh sure looks like a souls game uh, to me, <laughs> I, I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. Like, it looks there's some more interesting mechanics. Like more, like apparently there's like sort of like classes or like the gear that you can pick up. Like I like some sort of uh, like a little bit of more depth to the combat system. Apparently, like there's the horse that jumps. Uh, stuff going on with magic. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, this is another game I will not play, and I will only watch pe- other people play. So I'm 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 here for it. Uh, it looks pretty. It, it looks nice. Uh, it, it, did they say is, was this gonna be this is gonna be PS5 uh, or, or only on next gen, right? Like it's not gonna be on. Oh, uh, oh, it's cross platform. Okay, uh, sure. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Dark Souls difficulty debate coming up again. So that's gonna be it's gonna be. It's already started because I think what's his name said it, it's like this is gonna be slightly easier. And then, like somebody post, they posted on on Kotaku or whatever. It had like four hundred comments, and I was like, "Cool, this is the the real Dark Souls is having this conversation over and over again." <laughs> he really is. This is George R. R. Martin's intended design. We can't change the difficulty. What would George think? <laughs> George is crying into into his piles of money. He's gonna be fine. 
Uh, <laughs> he's fine. Uh, so I God, I, I just imagine George R. R. Martin sitting down playing Dark Souls on a PS3, and that's just a very funny image to me. <laughs> I don't know why, but just imagine him, right? Like how he looks, just holding a DualShock Three, or no, not even like a six-axis, right? Holding like a six-axis controller, just playing fucking Dark Souls. I just it's just he's like a very funny image to me. Oh Lord. <laughs> So yeah, it looks it looks mm, very much like a Souls game. Uh, you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's from Soft. That's from yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like I'm 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 sure it's gonna be pretty good. Like I, I don't like from Soft's pedigree at this point is pretty solid. Uh, like they, they haven't really fucked up. They haven't really made a terrible terrible game. So you know, uh, so it's, it's yeah. Like, people were like. People are most angry about like Dark Souls two, and I played that, and I was like, "This feels fine." So if that's your worst game, um, the on- the on- yeah, the only um, also because a lot of these people haven't played like FromSoft games on like go back and play one on the PS one or whatever, and and then we'll talk about like their terrible, real terrible games, like the like the Armored Core games, right? Like, yeah, oh yeah, I those think- are garbage. You can tell because they won't make any more. <laughs> Please come come back. Yeah, and 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 Austin Walker is very sad. <laughs> every year, on. man. Every year. <laughs> yeah, uh, everybody forgets that FromSoft used to make other kinds of games before they they became known as the Souls Souls developers. I mean, that's what it is. Ah, oh, did, they did. Um, I, nobody knows this, but they did. Um, after right after Dark Souls, uh, or no, right after Bloodborne, they actually made one of their greatest games of all time. Uh, it's called Monster Hunter Diary Poka Poka Iru Village. Oh my <laughs> god, this is it's a, it's what? a PSG Monster Hunter spinoff. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not joking. I, I probably had friends uh, in, in probably had friends in high school who probably played that who were really into Monster Hunter. Oh, it was like it was actually um, Japanese only, but people have like done like attempted. Uh, um, they've done attempted like fan translations, and it has. It has um an Okami cameo in it too, but uh we never you, these, you never hear about these things because because they, they just release and then like die in Japan before you even find out. So yeah, but I like to tell that's... people that's my favorite FromSoft game just to throw them off. <laughs> so uh, before we go to Nintendo, I want to mention some demos real quick. Yeah, yeah, because we had the Summer Games Mess demo event on Steam and Xbox. On Steam, there was uh, the Steam had their own brand name to it, but you know, there's demos everywhere. I played a few of them. Uh, I think the ones that a lot of people are talking about is Sable because of its uh, art style, right? Sable. Uh, and also the soundtrack by Japanese Breakfast. J- yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. It looks very much like, what does it remind? It, it reminds me of a little bit of Monument Valley, but it's not really the Monument Valley art style. Like Monument Valley is very. Yeah, it's like its own unique thing. But like, so it, think of it like a Breath of the Wild inspired. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just the movement. And like the the gameplay systems of Breath of the Sp- uh, Breath of the Spire, yes, Breath of the Spire, new Zelda game coming out soon. Breath of the Wild inspired, and I think specifically with Sable, it has that framey look, but not in a bad way. Like it looks low frame rate when you move, but it's like more of like think of like a hand drawn animation style, right? Where it's not smooth keyframes. It's sort of like you jump a little bit when your character moves perspective. But it works with the gameplay of the system. I I was really liking it when I was playing the demo. I I played the demo. I was like, this is great like i like the look of it but like the gameplay feels a little bit uh like janky is not the word i would use but it it's a little loose a little bit, it needs more loose. tuning for yeah, the controls yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks i'm sure this will be like they'll tune that up and it'll be pretty good uh brother this game's been like shown off for a, whole, for a long time it's just finally like getting a release date and like everything like it's 
It's coming to Steam. It's coming to uh, all the other platforms. It's coming to... Coming to Game Pass. Coming to Game Pass. Okay. So it's developed by Shedworks, published by Raw Fury. Uh, so, you know, cool. I, I like I liked what I played of it, but I wouldn't like play it myself. Like it's, it looks cool, but I'm, it's not really my kind of game. Um, Norco is uh, this is even more actually not really my kind of game, but I'm really feeling the aesthetic actually, and I might actually play it because I'm slowly getting into more like these click point and click adventure games in those days. Uh, sci-fi, South and Gothic, uh, set in Norco, South Louisiana. Uh, it is very that is the most interesting setting I've ever heard in a video game. It is very interesting. I. I played the demo and I watched uh, like Austin play the demo on on the Waypoint stream and I was like I'm I'm gonna play this like I'm gonna play this even if I don't really play a lot of point and click games uh, like the aesthetic the music the vibes the 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 dialogue it's just very very like it, it, like I already tell like I want to play this when it comes out and there's no release date uh, it's apparently one developer like a single person apparently. Uh, so it might take a while, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, I wish listed it. So I'm, I'm good. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's a very unique, uh, it's about like the oil fields, uh, and like environmental, like disaster and like, oh, there's a mystery and everything. It's, it's, it's going to be good. Uh, unsighted. I know I linked this to you. Uh, this, this is a very cross, uh, uh, I put the wrong link in the show notes, I think. No, I didn't. Uh, but yeah, Unsighted is like, uh, I think Austin said it was like SNES visual style. I, I don't know. I've never played, I never played SNES games, but it, it has that specific art style. Like, really. Yeah. It looks like CrossCode with more black people in it. So it does. Like 10,000% about it. <laughs> yeah. I like, oh, straight up, like the first character you see is, is a black person. Like, I, I was just like, okay. Uh, I, the combat feels really good. Like, the, the sense of feedback that you get from, like, playing the demo, like, combat feels incredible. I'm not good at it, but it feels good. Like, there's, like, a perfect parry system. Like, if you hit the parry at the right time. I was about to say, um, as, as I've mentioned many times before, I have, um, this affliction called Goopy Goblin Gamer Brain Syndrome. <laughs> You're gonna love this. Yeah, and one of them, one, one, one of the symptoms is every game with a combat system must have, like, a perfect parry. Uh, if it doesn't, then it's it's automatically inferior than any other game that has one. And I saw it, it shows up in like the first 20 seconds and I was like, okay, cool. I'll buy this immediately. It is, if you can pull it off, it feels like you can, like if you pull it off, you get a, like a stun on the enemy and you get a critical hit. Like it's really like feels, like the, the, the combat feels incredibly tight. Like I, I do like it. I'm just not like, I know the visual style is, it's a, it's a thing, but I'm not like hugely into the visual style. It feels a little hard to make things out in the environment with this kind of visual. Crosscode had that same problem, actually. And it's funny because, like, one of their main things for whatever game they make next is, like, how to bypass that. Because when you have that much detail in your pixels, it's very, it's very easy to have things, like, line up in weird ways. And then you can't see where you're where you can go and where you can't. Yeah, exactly. I was having a hard time navigating the levels because I wasn't sure where I could go and where I would like die or whatever. Like it's, it's a little bit hard to make things up, but you know, uh, the combat feels incredible. Like it's just fantastic. They nailed it. Uh, they, they said it's coming out in 2021. So hopefully, you know, that's, that's cool. Uh, hopefully it gets across platform, but for right now it's, it seems to be only on steam, you know, 
small indie developer, it seems, uh, published by Humble Games, but uh, there's that. Uh, Unpacking. Uh, this one is, uh, this is one of those games that you play, it's like just satisfying to play because like you put things in their places. It's that kind of game. It's, uh, it's, it's a puzzle game. It's a, it's a very light puzzle. Oh, uh, I have a bad joke to make putting things in their places. Oh no, Chessa, Chessa, <laughs> I, I can already, I can already see where this is going. Uh, no, no, this is a very wholesome game. I do not, I do not need that energy. I think. This game. Didn't this game already come out? Uh, I feel like I've seen it before. No. No, no I, I think you're thinking about Unpacked, the Google Stadia game about unpo- unpacking a moving truck. <laughs> Is that a real game or do you just make that? No, that's a real game. I have oh, okay. it. It's a Stadia Pro game. It's actually pretty fun. Yeah, I was, I was just like, did you, did you, is this one of, one of your, uh, one of your Stadia jokes? But okay. No, no, it's a real game. I think it, I think it came out on other platforms. I know it came out first. Let me, I'll pull it, I'll put it. Oh, is this one of those exclusive games that came out to Stadia? Like, is it exclusive? Let me, uh, oh, the, the, like, exclusive, the, that and Kriata. Oh, so let me see. Unpacked game. Let me see. Oh, I was thinking of Assemble with Care. Oh, no, Assemble with Care, right? That was, uh, that one was a, a Apple Arcade exclusive. Yeah, it's by um us, us two. The yes, us two. People. The monument, which uh, assemble with care, by the way, is very good. I if you have an Apple device and you can get the Apple Arcade trial, which like you probably have, you probably have it. But so you can play uh, assemble with care. It's good and unpacking. It's also very good. It has this sort of old school aesthetic. Like I don't know what era this aesthetic is from, but it it, it looks good. Uh. It's just like you unpack boxes and you put things uh in their places. It's it's that's the concept. You you go through different rooms, you do kitchen, bathroom, bedrooms. I'm sure they're gonna have a lot of different levels. It seems to be a little bit that has some sort of story with 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 the time frame. Like at at first you start off in like a kid's bedroom and then you move on to like more of an adult and like I guess that's gonna be like the story, like you're gonna you're moving through phases of life. Uh I'm sure it's not gonna be sad uh at the very end. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> Uh, it's, it seems like it's gonna have a sad ending, but yeah, like it's 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 very satisfying to play. Uh, it's another one being published by Humble Games, uh, developed by Witchbeam. Uh, it looks very cool. I I really love it. Uh, I can already th- see how sad it'll be. You like fill in two rooms, and then like by the end of the game, like somebody dies, and you have to like pack everything. In uh, oh my god! Yeah, no. and, like sad music plays when that yeah. happens. And let me know yes. so that I can know that I called it. <laughs> Uh, so also, I added it to it. I added it to the show notes. Get yeah. Back is the game I was thinking of. The Stadia exclusive that it's coming to Xbox and other consoles on July 29th. So yeah, not a bit. Fuck you. <laughs> <It's not> a <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> um, although before we go to Nintendo, I do want to bring up. So I'm now looking at the Xbox article and I realized. So you remember when I was downloading those random game demos? I thought it was a Summer Games Fest demos. Turns out all those visual novel dam- demos I was downloading was not a part of the Summer's Game Fest. So I actually <laughs> played none of these. I downloaded a nothing but like four visual novel novel demos because it was under the demo section of the Xbox store. Turns out I was in fact looking at the wrong place. Uh, (laughs) So I guess I can bring up a demo real quick. There's one called uh, Strawberry Unraveled. It's a a game about, uh, and I'm just going to say the sentence out loud because I guess I got to say, I got to say the whole sentence. Oh no. An elementary schooler with an actress mom who has a devil girl who moves in, who forces you to feed her uh, or else her sister will eat your soul. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, that's 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 the game I played instead of any of these. Uh, that's that's all right. See Microsoft. 
This is what happens when your store UI is so bad. You make people download visual novels. The thing is, they redesigned the Xbox store, so it's actually not bad anymore. It's just that I was, there was a Summer's Game Fest section, and I kept looking at her game demos. It was right (laughs) under it. Like, I double-checked, and I'm like, oh, I could have just pressed down. This this one's totally on me. Um, But yeah, no, these visual novels, they're uh, problematic. Um, A certain crowd likes it. A crowd, I hope, does not listen to this show. But a certain crowd is into that. Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo, it's weird because we, we are not going to talk about Ubisoft, but the, one of the Nintendo games that we're going to talk about is, is being developed by a Ubisoft studio. Uh, the new sequel, the sequel to the Mario and Rabbids game, which I bought on the Switch and never actually started playing. Uh, it's, it's a sad, it's just, just never got around to actually playing it. But Mario Rabbids sparked, spark of, sparks of hope, not spark of hope, sparks of hope. It looks like more Mario and Rabbids. Like I, I'm, it's, it's, I'm sure it's going to be fine. It's, it's, it seems to have found a niche audience, uh, which is interesting to me because turn-based strategy games like these are like not the kind of game. Yeah, but like, it's Mario. You saw Mario, Mario on it, people will play it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not a <laughs> big fan of the Rabbids franchise. Uh, I just find them a little bit obnoxious, personally. Uh, it's I'm not a video game minion. Yeah, they're not. They're, <laughs> I'm not not, not not great. I don't don't like them. But you know, uh, ter- more if turn based strategy becomes popular in the mainstream, that's that's a turn of events that I didn't expect. Uh, but sure, uh, more turn based strategies. You know, it's wild though. Like every time, and I think I, I think I saw this on Twitter. Is probably where I'm stealing it from. But every time you see like a third party studio get a Mario license, they always put give him a gun. You ever think about that? Like if we have this one, <laughs> um. Was Mario Super Strikers was that was that not in house or is that next level? No, that was that was next level games. That was, so it's not Mario Strike. What's the one I'm thinking about? It wasn't one of the RPGs. There's another one too where Mario somehow has like some form of a gun in it. Ah, uh, fuck. Oh, what was what was like, was actually was Mario Hotel the last time there's a Mario thing that was like third party? Probably, I probably because I remember reading articles about Mario and Rabbids where like Shigeru Miyamoto was like very very strict where he was just like this is like it, it has their weapons have to look as ungun like as possible because mario right, never like right weapon like, and stuff like that so right even in this new one like the gun looks like uh like like not really like a gun it kind of looks like a toy uh like so like i'm, I'm sure nintendo has very strict guidelines on what characters can actually look like uh i'm sure it's gonna be fine like, uh, it's, it's gonna be fun. Um, uh, Tekken's Kazuya is coming to, okay. So this is Hell so weird. Yeah. When, okay. Go. I was, I was so weirded out because when this came out, I was like, is, is Nintendo making a different fr- fighting game franchise? Because it looked like Tekken so much that I was like, wait, is this Tekken or are, is Nintendo making a new Tekken game? Like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, that's, I don't think that's happening. That's not, that's, that cannot happen. I think who owns that? Sega, right? Sega, um, Sega owns no Sega owns Capcom? Virtual Fighter. Cap- oh, Capcom, Bandai right? Oh, Bandai Namco. Okay, yeah. Capcom has a little fighting game called Street Fighter, buddy. Oh, right, right, <laughs> right. So yeah, like Tekken's like because yeah, like it looks very much like like they really faithfully recreated it. So I'm I'm not really a fighting games person or a Super Smash Brothers person. Uh, I'm sure this people people are not uh, people Super are happy because Smash Bros. people aren't fighting game people either. Oh There's no, that's spicy a, take that's spicy. That's spicy. That's that's gonna. If we're I'm gonna sure. if we're gonna keep going the spiciness up, I would I would actually say, and this is maybe a little a little too spicy, but if with regards to classic fighting games, I think Tekken's probably upper echelon. 
if we had to do if we had to do like a like a tier chart of fighting games, um, not Tekken Seven. What was it? Not five five or six. Honestly, it's been a while since I played them. But like one of like some of the older Tekken games are just like those still hold up today. Their netcode probably don't, but <laughs> the games themselves. Yeah, and like when I, the first thing I thought of when I saw that this was coming, I was like. If we get like Tekken three like music remixes, Ooh. I'm like gonna scream. Like uh for those who are unaware, a lot of the stuff by Tekken is actually done by Keiichi Okabe, who does like the near OSTs. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he put out oh. some absolute bangs oh. for Tekken. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. that's it. So if we get some remixes, uh, if they bring Yoko Shimamura back to like remix a Keiichi Okabe Tekken song, that's the real like Smash Bros. crossover for me. <laughs> <laughs> So. I'm sh- I'm sure everybody's happy. It's not another Fire Emblem character, you know? like you would think. Is. But the, <laughs> like the subreddit is, I mean, lots of the usual, like who is this and blah blah blah. But the thing is, is like Sakurai at this point is just like I'm going to keep adding fighting game characters until you play something else because. Smash Bros. exists because the man loves fighting games. So now he's just like make taking these fighting game characters from his favorite series and like smashing them together like action figures. And any, any like go go to hell. Anybody else that doesn't like get on board with him. I mean, honestly, it's easier. It's easier for him to do this too, instead of uh, you know trying to figure out how to build like a fighting game set for another character that isn't like from a traditional fighting game. Because anything to get us another um, Kid Icarus game, honestly, you know, like come on, like just wrapping up Sakurai. Minecraft Steve, <laughs> my yeah, Minecraft Steve was like you could tell he was not happy to have to do that. <laughs> he was like it was a nightmare trying to come up with how to make him play like a smash bros character but uh kazuya he do the punch and he do the kick those are his two sure, favorite sure, things to sure do. does, sure <laughs> does. Yeah. That's so not who's the, who's the last smash character who's who's the last one um i don't another fighting game character like maybe somebody from soul Calibur. <laughs> i don't know Ooh. <laughs> or honestly maybe like the microsoft partnership goes through and they just put someone from killer instinct in there just say yeah. fuck it <laughs> at this point i'm thinking like as far as actual possibilities Dante, maybe. Um, and then, I don't know, the 2B, maybe. I would have thought it wasn't possible, but if the girl from the girls from Xenoblade 2 can be in it, then she can too. Um, other than that, I honestly, like, I don't know who, this is what I was talking about with some friends yesterday, is if we get another Smash Bros. after this, I think what they should do, and this may be controversial, is go all the way back to eight characters um and then anybody you add has to be brand new and anybody who if you do if they do bring back like old characters they have to like have like a completely different move set um but my real wish is for them to just use smash bros and put in like another genre um smash bros cart i'd take like a superstar saga smash bros rpg but we're probably we're probably just gonna get another fighting game. So, <laughs> I mean, no, we're not getting any other games. This is like Mario Kart Eight. This is gonna be sold, repackaged four times for like four generations. There's no more. Let's be the actual thing is Nintendo's just gonna port this game, reprint money, and sell it to you again for like seventy bucks in two years on another Switch. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably. Right. Um, speaking of exploiting old uh, nostalgia, Metroid Dread. Ooh, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Go fuck yourself. That's not. <laughs> That's not how we're introducing Metroid Dread. All right, that, that was this that is was this is that was no, 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 no. That is you. You put respect on Samus's name. All right, do no. Sure, no, no. I, I meant actually demand no disrespect to to Metroid. Like, I'm actually going to gift you a copy of it so I can boost the sales numbers to make sure Prime Four comes out. 
That's how dedicated I am. Uh, Metroid Dread is, uh, this is apparently a very storied game. Like it got, like it has been canceled before. Uh, canceled twice, I think. Canceled twice. Uh, 15 years to make this game, which is an incredible story by itself. Uh, it's a 2D platformer, right? Like, uh, it, it had some, it seemed like for a second it was going to be first person, but no, it's, uh, it seems like a 2D platformer, which, I'm a little bit sad about I think, and I say this with as much love, but I think you were the only person expecting it to be a first-person one. I really want it, a first-person If it doesn't have the word play. Prime in it, if it doesn't have the word Prime in it, everyone knows it is not a first-person game. Okay. I'm sure it's going to be... Uh, like, how are you feeling about this? Uh, about this game? I think I think I'll let I'll let Mint go first because I got I got a lot of feelings. So I'll let I'll let you get yours out first. Yeah. Um. It looks good. Mercury Steam. I think they're the ones who are helping work on this. They're they're they they did Samus Returns. Yeah, and they're also doing this entire yeah, game. They've proven themselves. Um. Clearly, so Nintendo said, "Okay, make this one next." Um. It, yeah, like it. It just looks like Metroid. It doesn't. Nobody's talking about the baby. Adam's not around. Um. And that's really all, all, those are the only things you need to leave out to make a good Metroid game. So, um, yeah, no, I like, I'm, I'm excited. I've never been, I mean, like, I don't dislike Metroid games. They're just not like things that I like grew up with or I'm like heavily nostalgic for. So I'm like pleasantly surprised. I was honestly hoping, obviously this is better, but for half a second, I thought they were finally going to put the prime trilogy on the switch. And Jesus I guess they're still Christ, they're waiting. Yeah, that, you <laughs> know, that's waiting. done. That's done yeah, in a done. vault somewhere. They're waiting, and they're yeah. just waiting for prime four so they can release it on the come up to prime four. That is. Yeah. Like six months ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it looks good. I'm excited. But yeah. So Metroid, Metroid dread here. So I would say fusion, I think is the, best metroid game zero mission is my favorite with regards to 2d games because i think prime is I, I put prime in a whole separate category so zero mission is my favorite fusion probably is the best mechanically and it seems to follow a lot in the line of fusion so i think they're starting from a good place like the fucking suit looks great and it's so you could definitely see that how they are continuing from the fusion story with that suit and i think the the thing that it excites it excites, excites me the most about this is they are still keeping some of the, um, not horror elements, I would say, but like sort of the stealth, sort of like stealth horror inspired elements from Fusion. And they're keeping it forward. And I think Fusion did it in a way where it didn't get annoying. Cause it's very easy for like this Emmett or Emmy character to get very annoying, right? Where it ends up being like alien isolation, where sometimes you're kind of like, I'm just being chased all day and there's nothing else going on. And I think they did a good uh, split with that in Fusion, where it's only some scenes are like that and not the entire game. So I'm hoping that they keep that going with this. And um, also, like I said, I, I, it doesn't matter what I think about it, honestly, because in this game needs to be bought. If you're listening to it, buy the game <laughs> so Prime 4 can come out. Metroid games never sell. 2D Metroid games do not sell. This is why they do not make them. So, um, well, Samus Returns didn't sell, but Nintendo's being dumb and did not put it on the Switch when the Switch already came out. That was, yeah, yeah. I forgot that that had even been released. So, like, a 3DS-only game a year into the Switch was, yeah, just not not the move there. But That's an Atlas move, not a not not the people who make the console. <laughs> right, right, right. And so I'm also hopeful, too, that if this game does well, that that'll inspire them to bring... And I don't even want remasters. I'm not even asking for remasters. Like, just bring Zero Mission and Fusion onto the Switch. Just do the, do the, do the all Mario All-Stars sort of style, you know, emulation thing. I don't care. I would just like those games onto it just to play through them again. Um, but yeah, this is going to be this would be a nice little treat on the way until Metroid Prime 4. And I'm absolutely hyping up Metroid Prime 4 way more than I should. I This game's not going to be as good as it probably I think it is. But, you know, Prime 3 was so great. 
I, I'm liking the look of these, some of these environments. Like, they look cool. Like, they have this sci-fi-ish vibe to them. Like, sci-fi, evil sci-fi vibes. And I, I'm kind of here for it, you know. Uh, they look cool. Also, I'm kind of excited for them to finally wrap up the story of, like, Metroid themselves. Sure. Because Prime yeah. is a prequel to the main Metroid games, right? Prime takes place before Metroid 1. So that means that... I'm actually, honestly, I'm hopeful, too, that Prime 4 is actually not, like, a sequel sequel to 3. And, like, it just it takes place after this game, too. Like, I'm just ready for something new that doesn't involve these actual Metroid creatures. This is the first one after the timeline since, uh... <laughs> what, Other M? I don't know. Fusion, right, yes. Because Other M took place That's before like Metroid prequel. 1 as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, I think yeah. it was Metroid Prime, Metroid Prime 2, Metroid Prime 3, Other M, Metroid 1, Samus Returns, and then Fusion. Yeah, and that came out in, like, what, 2003? <laughs> 2002, yeah. Yeah, Fusion yeah, well, was, like, 19 years ago. Story forward a little bit. That'd be nice. <laughs> also, I, I do, I do want to mention that um, Other M is a good game, and I will not take slander for it. Other M played great. They should, uh, they they should they should make another like other M style game with that kind of more melee focused combat because I I need it in my life. No one would buy it but me. No one, literally, no one but me would buy it. But <laughs> I feel bad because uh, this Team Ninja slandered yet again when like I'm pretty sure like the co creator of Metroid is the reason why like plot wise that game had so many problems. And that was like all Sakamoto had like ideas about what that game should be that ended up making it as reviled as it ended up being. i mean the story of other m it's sort of like i don't think sakamoto knows how to write women characters like i think that's what it is i was like sakamoto are you married do you do you have any sisters do you know anyone who is a woman because that's not that's not how you write them fam i i do not know what high fantasy book you're reading but like put the ganja down man oh yeah like, that's not it <laughs> Yeah, no, that that's how it read to me. So speak. I, we think we mentioned Atlas, so we have. Uh, oh yeah, we have Shin Megami Tensei Five uh, SNT SNTV as as people are calling it. Uh, but the only thing I will say about this, like I don't, I don't actually play Persona or uh, SMT. The the protagonist, um, I, I'm liking the look. Uh, the, the the hair is is very good. Uh, it's like two hot characters fuse into becoming another hot character. I am. It's. I'm here for it. <laughs> it's. It's very good. They. They. Def- the true. The true demon ended up being gender, and they beat the brakes off it. So that's why they look like that. I. I know Atlas's history with gender stuff is uh, not good to put dubious it dubious at best. <laughs> dubious at best. Uh, so I'm. I'm. I'm hoping this is not another one of those where uh, there's some. The nice thing is that SMT is literally just like Persona, but without the homophobia. Um, okay, like they, they're they're not even they're literally like they're not concerned, but they don't even talk. They're like it's just like oh yes, you know, it's kind of Dark Souls esque because it's just like yeah, it's, there's usually an apocalypse, and then it's like, are you do you like angels or do you like demons, and then or will you like forge your own path? That tends to be the case with these games. So there's no time for like 15 minute skits about uh like being kidnapped by gay people or something terrible like persona um and and the other thing is like ever since these games have been released they're very very dungeon crawler focused like they're very much just like there's the cutscenes are super sparse and things like that so but that's what i like about them um is that they're they're pretty mechanics focused with like some interesting um window dressing that like it's like kind of a plot but not really um and this one looks better than smt4 apocalypse which 
is basically a Persona SMT game, um, and it sucked. And but nobody liked it. And the thing is, is like people who are SMT fans tend to not be Persona fans. In fact, they tend to be anti <laughs> Persona in every way. So they're probably not going to rock the boat for this game very much. What I will say is, this game looks incredible. Like for the Switch, like it looks fantastic. That's probably the best looking Switch game I've seen. Um, that isn't directly developed by Nintendo. Um, so that's cool. And yeah, I hope it's good. No More Heroes 3? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if any of y'all care about No More Heroes. I love No uh, More Heroes. <laughs> no More Heroes is great. Hold it's so ooh. good. Saturn's just throwing Saturn's just not know shit about Nintendo. That's what we're finding out right no, now. No, I this is this is not my segment. No. Uh, I'm just I'm just here to move the show along. Uh, so No More Heroes 3. I know I saw some like gameplay of No More Heroes for somebody I was watching was playing No More Heroes, and it's a very weird, weird, weird game. Um is it gonna be another one of those like just weird as fuck? Like, I did see the trailer for this and the trailer how are you guys feeling about like more no more heroes like i don't know if that's like a thing you're excited for or not i mean i'm personally hella excited um it's it's gonna be weird because people who don't realize that you need to play (laughs) it's kingdom hearts all over again you have to play travis strikes again before you play this game like you can i like anybody who has is like oh this is like travis strikes again too as opposed to no more heroes three in, in a lot of ways um, so that's gonna be that's gonna suck when when people like review it and they're like, oh yeah, the story is confusing if you don't play Travis Strikes Again. But um, yeah, it, to me it looks pretty, it looks fantastic. Um, the music's gonna be awesome, and it looks like the most because like it it looks the most polished as far as like combat. Yeah, it, they that. It's like that. It's not really. You play the, these games for like the experience, not so much the mechanics. But this time around, it looks like they actually have the the mechanics on lock. So yeah, it looks pretty, and like the, the mechanics actually look solid. Uh, just how are you feeling about, about No More Heroes? No, same, 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 same thoughts as Ismint really on it. I'm excited to pick this up and uh, be be back into into some bullshit because I did not play Travis Strikes Back and I don't have the time to, so I no. don't care. It's I'm, I'm just gonna read it. Yeah, just read a synopsis because, especially because that game, honestly, it's not very fun to play moment to moment. Um, it like it's not. It, it's definitely the weakest game in the series, and you know because they made a joke about its Metacritic score when they revealed No More Heroes Three. So <laughs> oh, that's good. Yep, that's great. Classic, classic uh, Suda. I know this one is a, cl- a classic as well. Advance Wars. Hell yes. Uh, I don't know. I know these are strategy tactics games, but I don't know much else about them. Uh, I know Austin Walker was very excited, and, and so was Rob. Uh, but like, wh- what is what is the big deal about Advanced Wars? Like, is it like like why are people excited for Advanced Wars to get like? Is it a remaster? Is it a yeah? This is a remake of one and two on the GBA. Uh, I, I'm gonna, this is probably the most exciting, uh, reveal for me for this, uh, like probably actually more than Breath of the Wild 2, just because we knew that was coming. I didn't see this coming at all. I thought this game was dead for good. Uh, I think people like Advanced Wars because it's like Fire Emblem, but not like fantasy. Um, and I think the other people, reason people are excited is because people thought, I thought that this game was dead for good. And the reason why is because I remember they explicitly were like, yeah, we haven't thought we can't, we haven't made a new advanced wars because we don't know 
this is almost verbatim. They were like, we don't know how to add like the dating mechanics to uh, an advanced wars game. And if we wanted to make a new one, we'd have to do that because uh, that's like what made Fire Emblem sell like a bazillion units. Right, right. I mean, yeah, that's 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 fair, I guess. Yeah, I I don't see advanced wars as one. Like, Sadik, think of it like this. This is like F-Zero. The reason that they haven't made a new F-Zero. This is the exact same response. Like, if they made a new F-Zero game, I, I would pro- people would probably be more excited, I think, than this, but it would be similar levels of excitement because no one would see that coming. Because Nintendo t- says all the time, they're like, yeah, we can't make a new F-Zero game, even though people like the characters, because uh, like, it'll just compete with Mario Kart. And why would we want to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. L- literally, the, this is the quote from um, Hitoshi Yamagami. He's... Uh, producer of three advanced wars titles he said personally i'd love to do advanced wars but since it's harder to create relationships between its characters compared to fire emblem i don't have a clear idea of what kind of setting it could have so quite literally they were like we don't know how to make them bang um <laughs> this is it's too military so we don't know what to do with it so the fact that we're getting a remake is fantastic and it's being done by way forward the um the shante team um yeah and and so i hope this is what Nintendo does from now on. If you don't know what to do with your IP, then give it to someone else who does. We've hit a point where these people have like grown up with these games and want to see more of it. So just let us make it um, or remake it even. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm super looking forward to this. I know people were kind of down on it visually. I didn't particularly care, one, because I was dying for this, and two, because that toy soldier look makes sense to me for Advanced Wars because... It's the only way you can make a game look like that and not, like, I don't know. It, it I don't want to say, like, it's, like, disrespectful to what war is, but, like, the it's too cutesy to not look like toys, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And and honestly, to me, it looks like what the cover art for the original games look like, right? Like, in the little booklets and stuff, like, this, this looks like that art style to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just glad we're getting more. Um, and, and, uh, like, that's my version of, like, pre- pre-order this, even though you probably shouldn't, <laughs> a la Metroid. Uh, please buy this game because we need more. We need Who more, cares yeah. if we don't play it? <laughs> so, I, I, I am, I don't know if we all want to talk about Mario Party or WarioWare, so I, I feel like we should hold, hold, hold up, hold, hold, hold We should hold, skip hold, straight hold. to Bed of the Wild too. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, WarioWare, let's, let's not, let's, let's, Mario Party, who cares? Honestly, I was I was debating between this or just like where was Monoliths off, but you know we can skip over both of that. Um, but so WarioWare is fire. All right, the only bad WarioWare game, and this is bad as in like it was kind of mid, was the one for the Wii U. Every other WarioWare game has been great, and I'm very excited for this new WarioWare game. Um, I think if you've never played a WarioWare game, Sag, you might not understand why they're great. I, I get it. You don't have. You just don't know this quality, but uh, it's <laughs> pro rude. But no, WarioWare is very fun. It's it's dumb fun. It's very fun though. Uh, there's a racing series called uh, Cruising Cru- Blast. Cruising. Yeah, it's a Midway title. <laughs> the, or, yeah, it was from Midway, and Nintendo owned the IP. So it's so weird. We're getting another one. It's ver- it's very it's very weird. I <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of here for it. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, we have Super Monster. Super Monkey Ball? Uh, yes, yes. Monkey Ball is so fucking good. I am so happy that Monkey Ball is coming back. And you know, like, the thing is, Monkey Ball is the only game that I'd be like, I play that with Gyro. I play that with Gyro. Like, because I remember my friend, he had the Monkey Ball game for GameCube, and that was so much fun. Monkey Ball, it is just like, I feel like this would be a great stream game. Like, just a game to fuck around with while streaming. 
But in general, Monkey Ball is great. I'm so happy they're remastering them. I don't care about the quality of this. This is a day one purchase for me. I'm I'm just I'm excited to play this. Yeah. And plus what is it? It's like it's Monkey Ball One, Monkey Ball Two, and Deluxe. Um, and those I would consider like the top three, especially two. Um, and I will say, I know everybody knows these games for those, you know, like puzzle platforming uh mazes, but one thing that a lot of people don't know is that Super Monkey Ball has some of the best multiplayer mini games, like in party game history. Uh, like Monkey Ball Billiards, Monkey Ball Soccer. Um, I th- I th- there's like Monkey Ball Tennis, I think. And there's one where like you're basically playing. Um, you you like roll the the monkey down a hill and you try to glide as far as possible to like hit targets to get points and stuff like that. We played those modes more than um like the actual maze section. So the fact that they're bringing those, I think they're bringing 12 mini games back that those alone are worth uh, playing or like buying that, that game for they are. And like, like Joseph said, like streaming those multiplayer games, it's like Mario party levels of, of uh, conflict. (laughs) It'll end friendships. It'll, it'll listen. It makes for good entertainment. (laughs) I would not be surprised if we see Mastodon instances go down because of (laughs) stop, stop. Stop. Uh, Okay. So I'm going to bring it to a close to with breath of the wild too. I think it is that we leave the. Well, you don't want to talk about Skyward Sword. Um, <laughs> I think Skyward Sword is five minutes. Basically, the original Skyward Sword game was mid because the Wii controllers were whack. The fact that they're now letting you actually play with just the gamepad is good. Um, Fee is still going to be annoying. I don't think they're going to fix that. Uh, but outside of that, I'm kind of excited to play through it again. Yeah, that's the, that's the Cliff Notes version. All right, now Breath of the Wild Two. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Um, this is the only Nintendo thing I cared about, <laughs> so that's me. Uh, but uh i am i'm like it looks like more breath of the wild but they now you can like there's like skyward sword style islands that's what i'm some people have been telling me uh there's some new powers like link can fuse through stone like it's weird it's a little bit weird uh link is slime now i don't i I don't know well they're time powers specifically right like they're time i think from a nintendo said they're like time control stuff i think that some of these powers are now sure so uh like the world looks like like link has some sort of corruption on his right arm like you can see like when he's dropping from the sky like you can see like his arm has like Well, is that Link though? There's a fan theory on Reset Era that that you play as Ganon for those. Oh, no, Where does it no, fit in the it's timeline? Not. It's going to be Link. Like I don't understand this. Like 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 people are like it's a Zelda version of the Zelda game. It's going to be Link. Like I know people people are hoping that it's going to be Zelda. We can finally play a Zelda for the first time or whatever, but like it's going to be Link. Like it's just not Nintendo's not going to change that. I don't. Think. It is quite curious that they don't show the long-haired Link's face like at all. Like not even a single frame. We see the other Link's face a little bit. Like you know, like you. So I I do wonder. It, it's probably not Ganon, but it might be like another Link. And the reason why I think that is a couple of things. One, every direct sequel to. Um, a previous Zelda game always has like an alternate dimension, you know, like Link, Link Between Worlds. It's like there's like the other thing. Majora's Mask is obviously that was just clever asset reusage, but it was also like alternate dimension stuff. And so, if this is a sequel to Breath of the Wild, then there there's probably like another world. And if there is, then it might have another Link. 
So that's Ooh, cool. the dark world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, it looks good. It looks like more Breath of the Wild. Uh, I'm not like worried about it at all. So yeah, I, I I'm curious if they're gonna hold like they said they tentatively said 2022, but I feel like this is one of those games that you delay. This is 2023. I hardware back. I think it's going to be 2023. Launch, yeah. I feel like it's one of those games you want to launch with the next Switch hardware. Like, I feel like just... just. Do you not think that'll come out 2022, out of curiosity? Well, I think it's about the chip shortage, right? I don't actually... So I think about the next the Switch Pro really is, like, when... Because it's when, like, they can get the supply of it. Because I don't think the... I think, honestly, the the, the hardware side is probably ready to go. Because what's the leak uh, specs of it? Like, a NVIDIA new ARM chip? They already have one that's shipping for, like, Teslas and shit. So there is one that Nintendo can get a modified version of. Or honestly, enough Switch cells that, you know, NVIDIA can probably build custom silicon for them. But I honestly think it's about, like, how much of these can you get in yields? Because what's the point of launching a new Switch if only, if it's like the PS5 situation, right? Like, I don't think Nintendo wants that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, And Zelda games have a habit of releasing at the end of one life cycle and then... Oh yeah, <laughs> that's as well Bre- as the other. Yeah, Bre- so. yeah, Breath of the Wild launched on both the Wii U and the uh, and and the Switch, right? So yeah, so this might be a Switch Switch Pro situation, and I can honestly see the Switch Pro being like the next system for the future for Nintendo, just because um, why break what isn't broken? You know, what, well, or I guess it's why fix what isn't broken. My bad. But um. But then again, it's Nintendo, so why let you keep your library yeah, when you yeah, can resell? Now, yeah, <laughs> let's get something straight there. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're gonna be like, now you can only play Nintendo games on our patented Nintendo elevators. Um, you have to press the buttons like for the floor numbers to control the characters, and it comes out in 2024. Um, and that's where Breath of the Wild Two <laughs> comes out. Um, yeah, I don't know, like yeah, just it like the thing is is like. It's it's not surprising anymore, you know. Like Breath of the Wild one, when that was like announced, and it was like, oh, open world Zelda, that was a big deal. But we've seen it now, so now it's just like, okay, what's what's different? And besides those powers, I don't really know what what about it's going to be different. I I hope they remove the weapon durability mechanic, but I think they won't. Before we get to that discourse, I hope they also remove towers. I think towers need to go. I would like classic dungeons. Actually, I will say, one thing I would like is um, some sort of item progression. I know, because like, basically every power you get at the beginning is what you have at the end, which is fine. But it'd be nice to like get augments for those existing things to make things easier. You know, like, maybe the ability to, like, it's obviously not the Sheikah Slate anymore, but maybe it's like, you get an ability that lets you create fire anywhere. You know, that's not going to lock you out of and exploring everywhere if you don't have it but it might make exploring some places easier when you do just i don't know it's, it, it got to a point where it's like oh, okay this is all i'm getting as far as yeah I, I really hope they sort of flesh those systems because those, those systems are pretty interesting i think i think like they made the like the open world stuff very like the way you traverse to the world very interesting but like at some point it was like this is a little bit tedious like the way i have to do this but I hope it's a little bit easier. Well, yeah, because like prior Zelda games lets you do retraversal, right? Like you could go to an area, you get the item, then you can come back and, oh, there's a new part of this area. And that's completely gone from Breath of the Wild. It's more like, well, if you can climb more, I guess you can either eat your, you know, eat a buff or whatever, or you can just climb more to get here. But there wasn't like, a, oh, hey, I remember this from earlier in the game. Oh, now that I have these boots, I can go do X, Y, and Z. Right. The hookshot and Kakarika Village type stuff. So and some of that would be nice, but um, otherwise... 
let's talk about it then. <laughs> yeah. Um, weapon durability. I know this is like, this one is like, they seemed pretty adamant that it was a good thing. Like it was supposed to, uh, sort of force you to adapt to the middle of fights, force you to use different weapons. I just felt it broke the flow of the game. And especially in a game where the combat, I don't think is very good. Like I just, I know, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I, I just think the combat not being great. Cause I don't think so. I think that's true. I, I just feel the combat is a little like, it just feels a little janky. Like it doesn't feel particularly good. Uh, that was not the part of the games I enjoyed. So I, I just hope like they make the combat smoother. They remove the, the durability mechanic or at least make it more interesting than just weapons breaking. I don't know. Um, like have some sort of repair system. I, I, they need to make it a little bit more interesting for me to like be happy about having a system where weapons degrade. Uh, like I, I just, I'm just not very into it. So that, that's my, that's my opinion on it. I just wish to make the combat a little bit tighter. Yeah. Um, for me, I agree that I don't think that like the combat isn't whatever. One thing I saw was somebody who was like the breakable weapons is what makes breath of the wild breath of the wild. Like I saw that take on Twitter and I was like, is it though? That's not even like, it's not, it's not like, that's not the one thing. Cause, because the combat isn't the thing I cared most about breath of the wild anyways. Um, I think, I don't know if they don't want to do that. I, maybe I think one way, and maybe this is too RPG esque. Um, but I do have uh, Neo on the mind at this point, but maybe, I don't know, like just randomize stats for the weapons just to give me a reason to like drop one weapon over another. I really, I don't know. That might not be like, that That, that might be a little too, too complex. For, yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm, I'm not a game designer at Nintendo, but um, may, I mean also, yeah, like a repair powder or something for people who like the weapons they have. Um, The one thing I didn't like, like abjectly was um the the weapons you get from like uh beating the dungeons the like the the tribe weapons i guess you could call them the those being breakable kind of sucks i know you could rebuild them afterwards but like i feel like those could have at least had the same kind of like master sword-esque cooldown to them sure yeah yeah that's but uh other than that if they keep it whatever if they don't keep it i'm also fine with that um, but I look forward to people arguing about it very angrily for until the game comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Chosa, how are you feeling? I think the thing about weapon durability implicitly implies, or implicitly implies that's that's a, that both mean the same thing. It implies though that um, the weapons are good to use, and I'd actually want to reacquire more once they break instead of just waiting thirty minutes and get my master sword back. Right, like. Like the weapon durability loop is in, is sort of implying that yeah these are some good swords. No, some are better fun. than others. Yeah, yeah. Like I just use the master sword for everything. You know, what I do for half an hour. I go watch a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I just stop playing for half an hour. I leave my switch open. Yeah, that's the that, that's that's my thing. It breaks sort of like the flow state of the game, right? Like where you in the where you in the game, like you're wandering around the world, you're doing things, and all of a sudden you you're using this weapon and it breaks, or you're using the master sword and, and it and its power goes away, and you're like, okay, now it's not fun anymore. Like, I, like it's not interesting. So I don't think the combat justifies, like, like I don't have any reason to choose between X weapon or Y weapon because I'm probably just gonna throw a boulder at, at whoever I'm fighting, anyways. And so, if that's gonna be the case, then 
I don't know. But that's why I was like, uh, like I don't. It, the weapons themselves also didn't really change much of things either. Obviously, like the spear gave you longer reach or whatever. But then there's just like multiple swords that kind of all did the same thing, um, and multiple uh, spears and stuff that all kind of did the same thing. So I don't like if that's the case. Is it worth worth having them break? But I don't know. Yeah, and then once you upgraded the master sword, nothing mattered anyways. Because any any weapon you get wasn't even as powerful as it once you did those that dungeon DLC stuff. So it didn't like it like still work too. It just stopped shooting energy beams. Yeah, when... like it would have like ridiculous like. You'd probably your switch would die before you would hit the master sword to be useless with that. So <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the point? Oh, that's the point. So let's let's wrap this up. Uh, I think this has officially been the longest Shades of Brown episode. Um, let me pull up the Kingdom Hearts three episode. I can tell you how long that one was. I think that was longer. <laughs> no, I don't think. I I don't think I don't think that was as long as this one. I I think that was an uh, under two hours for sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so let's let's. Oh wait a minute! Wait, is Kingdom Hearts on on Epic Game Store yet? Is it come out yet on PC? Um, it is out on P- on Epic Game Store. Yes, I believe. Hey, is Packet Cat your Epic Game Store name? Uh, I will give you my Epic Game Store name so you can buy me this games that I will never play. Um, we could shame you. That's the point. The point is to shame you. All right. Um, as always, sh- sh- uh, sh- uh, well, I'm losing my words. Uh, show notes are going to be on twoshadesofbrown.com. Contact at two shades of brown.com for feedback. You can find me on, on Mastodon at Packet at 10forward.social and my website, solidsave.com, which recently got redesigned. So go, go take a look at that. It looks cool. It's good. It looks like a 2013 Tumblr theme. I like it. It is. That's very good. Uh, Chosa, where do people find you? Um, you know, we've been going for two hours. I won't do a bit on, on something useless in my life. Um, we'll actually give you contact information this time. So you can find me um, yelling about cover and Hololive online at Chosefine on Twitter, at Chosefine.xyz, where I'm still unfortunately not banned yet. And on my website, whenever I put that together, Chosefine.website. And to our guest, Mint, firstly, thank you so much for bearing with us for the past two hours. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> and tell uh, people where they can find you online. Yeah, um, I have been banished to the bird site at uh, Mint Makes Things um, <laughs> on Twitter. I've got uh, Mint.studio. Uh, that's where you can find all my other stuff. Um, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, I'm, if, I don't know if you want to follow me because it's pretty much just bouncing between um, food pictures, complaining about Gravity Rush 3 and Beta to 3 not existing, and then... Um, I don't know. Probably Final Fantasy fourteen. Fourteen, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, you know, if Microsoft wanted a bunch of like Sony fans to buy Xboxes, they could just fund a spiritual successor to Gravity Rush and put it I'd on Game it. Pass only. <laughs> and I think literally everyone would just like buy into Game Pass at that point. I'd get two. <laughs> all right, all right, everyone. Uh, that's a wrap. E three five over two eight days. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>